The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You know, they make you start feeling like you're crazy. Everybody out there, the rest of the world. Make us feel crazy? you, You start feeling like you're crazy. You see stuff and you're like, that cannot come on. How many times do you find yourself just saying, come on? Right? Or am I... I just, it's crazy, right? Everything is crazy. And then every once in a while, you get a little proof that goes, no, I'm not crazy. They're trying to make me, they're gaslighting me is what they're doing. (laughs) I don't even think they really think I'm going to buy all this stuff. Like I'm suddenly going to go, oh, I'm a big progressive now. They just want me to make make me feel like I'm crazy. Gaslight me. Okay. okay. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's just me. I know I'm not going to ever... Believe them and be a progressive, but maybe it's just me. <laughs> you start feeling alone in this stuff. I present as evidence Nat, uh, National Geographic's most viral video ever. Ooh. About a year or so ago, National Geographic produced a video that showed a sickly polar bear. Okay. Starving because of climate change. Mm. It's actually quite sad. To see, I mean, this bony, emaciated polar bear, not even fully walking, like dragging his back legs, Mm -hmm. just pulling his back leg, can barely move. Mm -hmm. It's very sad. And they presented that as evidence of climate change. And now they've admitted that they have no proof that that's actually because of climate change. (laughs) It is the most, I think, I think it had a couple of billion views. Oh, really? Huge. Most viral video ever. And now they're like, yeah, we don't know after all. They had admitted it, and I at least give them credit for that now, but I think they didn't have much of a choice because people have called them out on it. But in their latest issue, National Geographic, this month, the heading of a story talking about that video from a while ago says, starving polar bear photographer recalls what went wrong. Mm. Now, if you really wanted to be honest, you'd say, admits made this up. (laughs) But what went wrong sounds almost like it's talking about the starving polar bear. What went wrong with the starving polar bear, right? (laughs) He couldn't get enough sandwiches. (laughs) You know what they love? Seal sandwiches. Love them seal sandwiches. But anyways, at least they talk about it. Now, the photographer writes about this, and there were a couple of photographers. Here's the quote. We had lost control of the narrative. Lost control. Oh. And, and I'm going to tweet out a, a link to the video so you can see for yourself. Just a couple of minutes long. It's just the video mm-hmm. and the audio is just sad music. Oh, okay. Like okay. a little piano music. Mm-hmm. And then there's text on the screen. Text oh, okay. overlay at the bottom. And with that and pushing the idea of climate change, the excuse is we had lost control of the narrative. Hmm. <clears throat> Photographer Paul Nickel and I are on a mission to capture images that communicate the urgency of climate change. 
documenting its effects on wildlife hasn't been easy. Hmm. With this image, we thought we had found a way to help people imagine what the future of climate change might look like. Oh, hello. Might? We were perhaps naive. The picture went viral and people took it literally. Yeah. Can I can I share you what the what the text is on the screen when you see the sickly polar bear? Mm -hmm. The first line this is what climate change looks like. (laughs) They didn't say this is caused by climate change, but this is what it looks like. That's Mm You could use that phrase to mean like this is what it looks like when it happens in other scenarios. Mm-hmm. It could you could mean that. But when you see it in that scenario promoted by National Geographic, this is what climate change looks like could also be used to say, "Here we're showing you it. We're we're showing you climate change." Yes. Okay. The video goes on to say This starving polar bear was spotted by National Geographic photographer Paul Nicolin while on an expedition in the Baffin Baffin Islands. We don't know that it was starving, by the way. It's sickly and emaciated, but we really don't know why. It probably was starving, but it could be anything. They certainly don't know that even if it was starving, it was caused by climate change or that it couldn't get enough ice uh, to survive while looking for seals. The uh, video also says, as temperatures rise and sea ice melts, polar bears lose access to the main staple of their diets, seals. Starving and running out of energy, they're forced to wander into human settlements for any source of food. And it also shows them like going through like garbage cans. Feeding polar bears is illegal. Without finding another source of food, this polar bear likely only had a few more hours to live. Now, (laughs) you don't know that. It could have lived a few more days. It wasn't long, but you see how it's being manipulated there. So again, this is what climate change looks like. Yes. All right. Let me go back and read the excuse from the photographer. Okay. We lost control of the narrative. Photographer Paul Nicolin and I are on a mission to capture images that communicate the urgency of climate change. Documenting its effects on wildlife hasn't been easy. With this image, we thought we had found a way to help people imagine what the future of climate change might look like. (laughs) Can I clean that all up for you? Please, please do. Too many words. Um, They needed, they they hadn't found any, they hadn't found any good things to shoot. Yes. They, they needed an easy out to show climate change. Documenting its effects on wildlife hasn't been easy. They, they didn't have anything. They got nothing. And they see a starving polar bear or what looks like it. They're like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, we don't know that it's because of climate change. I mean, how else are you going to document with video and pictures the effects of climate change? Even if climate change is supposedly real, man caused climate change. How are you going to document that with just video or a few pictures? Mm -hmm. How are you going to do that? Here's the polar ice caps melting. Okay. Okay. What are the effects of that? Well, here it is. They had nothing. They lied. They knew what they were doing. I'm not even sure if they did it because they are pushing the agenda. I mean, certainly National Geographic is somewhere in there is. But some of them are just like, man, we've been out here forever. We got nothing. (laughs) You know, we got to get back. I got things that have to that are going on at home. I got some bills to pay, some people to see, got some meetings, right? We've been out here a while. I am cold. I know the effects of climate change. I'm cold. Let's go. So they see this and put it out there. Now, 
They also went on to say in this uh, recent article of National Geographic, perhaps we made a mistake in not telling the full story. Yeah. Uh, perhaps we made a mistake in not telling the full story. N- not perhaps. You made a mistake. Uh, yes. Uh, if you believe lying is a mistake. Yes. Then yes. yes. Then you yes. absolutely made, made a mistake. A mistake. Yes. In what is the full story? The lie? What is it? You don't even know the full story of the polar bear. You have no idea. In not telling the full story, you may not have told any part of the story. You invented a story. Perhaps we made a mistake in not telling the full story that we were looking for a picture that foretold the future. (laughs) So even by their stated goal, they screwed up because they wanted to show the effects of climate change. Yes. Effects. Like what happened? This is what has been affected. You are producing something that foretells the future. <laughs> That's not the effects. It may not yeah. happen. Yep. It's a possible scenario. So we were looking for a picture that foretold the future and that we didn't know what had happened to this particular polar bear. In retrospect, National Geographic went too far with this caption. Now, it's not just the caption. No. If National Geographic puts that out there, and we've been programmed for so long that that the polar bears are starving because there's not enough ice for them to float on between swims to recuperate or to find the polar bears then, or excuse me, to find the seals then to eat, the polar bears are starving. So just by them showing you a video of a sickly and what looks like starving polar bear, people are like, "Hmm, climate change. And all the other crap that National Geographic and these knuckleheads has pr- produced over the years to perpetuate the idea of man-caused climate change. They, even if you hadn't put this caption, it shows you bias. They know what they're doing with it. So, if you fail today, if you're not able to accomplish your job, just remember, you just say, um, we went too far. We, uh, people took us literally so, for example, if I don't get something done today and the boss is like, hey, do you have that, that document? Do you have the Penske file? Yeah. And I go, ah, here it is. And they look at it and they're like, this isn't the Penske file. What are you doing? And you go, you took me literally that that's the Penske file? That's, that's not the, perhaps I went too far <laughs> in not telling you the full story that it's not, not actually the Penske, the Penske file. file. You know, I mean, what I was trying to do is, Kind of foretell the future of what the Penske file could look like. I know that has nothing to do with the Penske file. Nothing whatsoever. But um, I lost control of the narrative. That's what I did. (laughs) I mean, I'm on a mission to produce a Penske file, to do some work on the Penske file, but it hasn't been easy. It has not. And with this particular file, I thought I found a way to help you imagine what the Penske file would be. You know, in the future, what it might look like. look like. And perhaps I was naive that, you know, you kind of took it literally. Mm. But um, I was just kind of foretelling the future. <laughs> How often would that fly anywhere else? How successful would that fly? Not at in the, all. Not even just the, the real world of your office, anywhere else. You don't pay your bill this month, your mortgage, your car payment. And they're like, what up? And you're like, oh, hasn't been easy making money. And um, with this blank envelope I signed with the bill enclosed without a check, 
I was just kind of helping you to imagine what it would be like if I sent you a check. Or how about you send them a check that's not yours or counterfeit money. With this counterfeit money, I was trying to present uh, kind of an image, a way for you to imagine what the future would be like when I actually pay my cell phone bill. That's what I was, I mean, perhaps I made a mistake in not telling you the full truth that it was counterfeit money. Just kind of foretelling the future of what it would be like if I actually paid my bill. What else would this fly? Anywhere else in the world, it would not. What we would call it is a lie. And for what purpose? To push the agenda agenda for National Geographic to make some more money. Any and all of these things. It's funny because if you read the original post by Paul, which is one of the photographers, um, it doesn't match the apology at all. Like... For for example, it says uh, we're trying to mo- uh, trying to document, but my team was pushing through their tears and emotions while documenting this dying polar bear. It's soul crutching. So they're still not being real up. No, they're them. not because this is this is what starvation looks like: the muscle atrophy, no energy, slow, painful death. When scientists say polar bears will be extinct in the next hundred years, I think of the global population of twenty five thousand. Like even which, we, which and if you know the truth, there are more polar bear now polar bears now than there have been in any recent time. We know that. So again, you're saying, yeah, it could happen, and maybe they go away, and boy, that would suck. But it's it's certainly not a priority. And again, we haven't even proved climate change. You know what's funny about this? They put this out there. Yet, if you go to their YouTube channel, who's National Geographic okay. for this video, okay. They don't say, by the way, this video that on just the YouTube version has a couple million views or whatever. Yeah, um, we got an update in this month's National Geographic magazine that the text you're seeing on the screen makes it sound like it's caused by climate change and he's starving. We really don't know. We don't know. They don't say any of that stuff. In fact, it says underneath the video channel, heart-wrenching video, starving polar bear on iceless land. Mm. Now, I don't see a lot of ice around the polar bear. So technically they're right. It's iceless land. What does that mean when they put iceless land, if you know the history of their claims about polar bears? There's no more ice for them to be There's no ice because of climate change. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going for here. Heart-wrenching video starving polar bear. So just that is misleading the public. Again, no admission that the text is wrong on the screen. They're happy to still get those clicks right now. And then underneath that, it says, this is what climate change looks like. This starving polar bear was spotted by National Geographic photographer Paul Nicklin on Somerset Island. So, again, they know. They've even put this out there. They didn't go back and correct the, the message at the bottom of the video on YouTube. Nope. Still happy to push this out there. Wow. Where is your integrity? I mean, forget your journalistic integrity. I have thrown that completely out the window. I'm not even sure that is a thing anymore. That's like uh, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot or something. It doesn't even exist as far as I'm concerned. But what about personal integrity? Yeah. What, what about your personal integrity to say, I just want to do the right thing. I want to make sure people are getting the truth. Have you no personal integrity whatsoever? Does National Geographic, nobody, nobody running that says, wait a minute.
You've got multiple photographers that went out and shot this. The editors, the producers, their boss, how many levels of management at Nat Geo. And all the way up, nobody says this is wrong. And even though they make an admission in this month's episode or edition of the magazine, nobody says, wow, we effed up and we are sorry and make sure it's reflected on that video and moving forward we will not do this we're not going to let people assume certain things we are going to lay it out hard and fact factual factual that's it that's what we're going for here nope none of that because none of them i'm left concluding have any integrity whatsoever they do not care they do not give it up it is simply about us our agenda our clicks that's it and if you are somebody who's comfortable with that, fine. Give him your money. If not, maybe you don't. Very, very frustrating. All right, we're going to get some of your tweets coming up with the hashtag What I Learned Today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with doc thompson the briefing is available for you right now the briefing this of course is sean spicer's uh, new book which is getting a lot of attention it's available right now for download on kindle all you have to do is uh, check it out on kindle if you don't have a kindle account you can sign up for one it's actually uh, pretty valuable if you travel at all kindles not do i say kindle on um audible uh, audible keeps saying kindle on audible it's actually pretty valuable because you can download um all kinds of stuff for traveling all kinds of different books and they give you some free books here and there too there's some that are already free Mm -hmm. and then there's others that they will give you like you've uh, achieved so many points this month you'll get to other free downloads but uh, audible.com if you just go there sean spicer's new book the briefing is waiting for you he's finally telling the tales of why he left what's surrounding that um you get kind of an idea of what happened in the trump administration during the transition and then he was picked and then that wild roller coaster ride where he was becoming the punching bag for the administration saturday night live and everybody picked up because he's a character which is another reason why you want to listen to it yeah especially in his voice sean spicer is nutty yes i don't mean that bad way he's just a character he's fun Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's uh, The Briefing. Look for it today at audible.com. It's Sean Spicer's new book, as told by Sean in his own voice. Audible.com. Listen for it today. Tweets with the hashtag, what I learned today. Beckosphere saying, I recall in the late 70s an article when Nat Geo was pushing New Ice Age saying that we're in the interglacial period. Yeah, they've done that for years. They go all, <laughs> way back to a time when not just National Geographic, it was pushed out there. When I was a kid... I remember the fears of, uh, is a second Second uh, ice age age coming? It was all over the place. Second ice age. I remember them scaring us with that. And then, boom, all of a sudden, it's it's warming. And then, of course, when we called them out on the ice age, then it's like, oh, it's climate change in general. We don't know. That's what's coming. (laughs) Catherine Burr is saying, aren't polar bears part of the white privilege? They really are, and that's part. That's the reason I'm not sad when I see him dying. You not? I'm not because they have white privilege. It's they walk time around for them up there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, come on. And and who do they prey upon? Who? What's their primary source of of food? Seals. What color are seals? Is it black? Are they black? 
They're not like white. Sh- they're kind of a gray black. Gray black. Yeah. Are they more black or more white? They're more black. They're, yeah. Let's just call them um, seals of color. Oh, Anim- animals of color. Can we just do that? Uh, seal of color. Marine life of color. Marine life of color. Because if we say seal of color, you may uh, think we're talking about the singer. I don't know who that is. So I've never thought. So we'll just go marine life of color marine or animal life. life of color. Okay. Um, yeah. AOC. AOC. Ooh. Animal of color. Yeah. Something yeah. like that like or whatever. That. I like that. Meanwhile, the polar bears are not animals of color. No, no. They no, are no, clearly no, no. white and that's yes. some sort of white privilege. A study at Stanford and Berkeley Published last week in the Journal of Natural Climate Change. <laughs> Whatever that is. So very respectable. Very, very. Concluded that climate change will, in fact, in the next 30 years or so, lead to more suicides. Really? Well, you see those polar bears dying. You, you start killing kill yourself. yourself. Like, I can't take it. It's so sad. The little polar bear. You know, polar bears are a-holes. I yes. don't know if you know this. Yes, they're we vicious. look at them. They're horrible. They're, I think, the only animal that, without being rabbit or something, will hunt man. Hmm. I think that's it. So they they go, are a holes. Yes, hmm. they are mean. They are vicious, and yet we're out there going, "Look at the little polar bears." Well, I care if they die. A <laughs> holes coming at me. <laughs> True. Right. True. Why are out there white privilege hunting man? No, no, no. And by the way, who usually lives up near the Arctic Circle? White dudes. Yeah. No, no, like no, like uh, native oh, yeah, Indians, well, yeah, Eskimos, Eskimos, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got the white a hole animal hunting, hunting brown men. No, okay. we can't have that. Yeah, so you're giving me all oh, little polar bears. Look at a little stuffed animal of him. No. Anyways, this uh, new study projected that temperature increases over the next couple of decades could lead to an additional twenty one thousand suicides in the U.S. and Mexico. 21,000 over the next 30 years or so. Wow. That's a, that's scary. So if you divide that up and you go 30 years uh, and then uh, by the country, what is that? An extra few hundred a mm-hmm. year or something like yeah. that, which is horrible. Yes. You don't want to see any of those, but that's if they're right. If they're right. Climate yes. change. So what is this based on? Well, according to the researchers, they say we've been studying the effects of warming on conflict and violence for years, finding that people fight more when it's hot. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense yeah. until you say, um, these are the same people that tell us what a problem Russia is. Yeah. And, and Russia is uh, really cold, cold. A lot of cold parts yeah, and of it Russia. it makes sense because we did like that summer mm-hmm. of chaos. Remember that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. How come there's so many cold areas of the world that still fight though? And shouldn't we mm. see a lot more uh, fighting in warmer places? Yes. Yes. Like the Middle East. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's warmer. Um, but don't you also see a lot of conflict in colder places too? Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe that's what they mean by the Cold War. Mm. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> it was US and Russia. I, I'm just wondering, maybe. Uh, they say that finding that people fight more when it's hot, now we see that in addition to hurting others, some individuals hurt themselves, too. Ooh. And they say it appears that heat profoundly affects the human mind and how we decide to inflict harm. Now, they say many factors go into who's going to kill themselves, mm-hmm. stuff like this. These are unemployment rates. And uh, the amount of daylight, for example, they say, but it's been hard to detangle the role the temperatures and other risk factors have played until now. And here's the methodology they used. Okay. They compared temperatures and suicide rates in the U.S. and Mexico for the past couple of decades. Okay. And then they analyzed the language used in a billion tweets to determine whether hotter temperatures impact mental well-being. You lost me on that one. Tweets? 
Well, yeah, because, you know, the tweets that they've analyzed over the last couple of decades. Yeah, but here's the thing. When you go on mm-hmm. Twitter, you're not usually either inside a house, inside a room. It's, it's, it's not a good not place. Not just that, but Twitter hasn't been around for decades. So they compared temperature and suicide data for decades and a half a billion tweets. <laughs> and they looked example uh, for examples like... Uh, if people's tweets expe- express feelings of being lonely, trapped, or suicidal, or anything like that during hot spells. Hot sp- okay. Yeah. So if they look and they find a, a tweet and they're like, oh, I feel so lonely and trapped, and they're like, oh, and it's hot out. Look at that. It goes to the narrative. Right, exactly. They say there's more of those. And the lead author said, we found strong evidence that abnormally hot weather increases both suicide rates and the use of depressive language on social media. Hmm. So there it is, Chris. Nobody's getting depressed or fewer people getting depressed in the wintertime when it's gloomy and sloppy and cold. No. Suicide rates still go up. Yeah, I, there's a lot of people still killing yeah. themselves. And you know what? I'm uh, less likely to do it in the summertime. But okay, <laughs> fine. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. the video out i tweeted about it so you can check it out it's at doc thompson show and watch it for yourself it's crazy it's nutty uh you know what they're up to when they do this stuff and they wonder why people call them out that's that's the the strangest thing about all of this they have begun to believe their own lies Mm -hmm. and then they're shocked it's the jim acosta from yesterday where he's like i can't believe they would say cnn sucks well, yes, you've abused these people forever, and then you're shocked, shocked to find gambling going on here. What do you? How are you surprised? Well, because they're delusional. I guess they just believe their own crap. Yeah, the climate change people as well. These people that are supposed to be scientists based on facts and basing what they do on fact. No, and then they're shocked when you call them out, and then they come up with the excuse as well. You know what? It's better that we got this wrong, in fact, but still drew attention to climate change because it's such a serious situation. And now you've got uh, CNN who is doubling down on the crazy today. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Listen to the level of crazy from CNN. CNN has shifted. Not just CNN, but a lot of have shifted Mm -hmm. the idea of Russian inclusion and what the president is guilty of what they've saying what they've been saying he's guilty of for a while now to obstruction Mm. now it's obstruction of justice they've moved on from collusion and that why why are you still talking about that Hmm. well for a couple of reasons uh the way the collusion has been presented and rudy giuliani even suggested this it may not even be a crime Mm. if proven if proven. If proven that he did something, yes. the, some of the things that they've claimed may not even be technically a crime. Now, none of us would stand for it. You'd be like, okay, that's clearly wrong. You yes. shouldn't be doing these things. But not even a crime. But the big reason is likely there's no meat there. They've been investigating for a while, still more. I'm sure they haven't gotten all the documents they'd like to get their hands on. But so far, there is no meat. There's no there there. So what have they shifted to? Obstruction. Can we get them for obstructing with some of this stuff? That might be a lower bar 
to get over. So this is what they're focused on now. And you'll notice that's the term they keep using over and over. Well, they're also going to trying to create this narrative of right-wing conspiracies. That anything that anybody that is not in the tank for the left or progressives or Democrats or liberals has to be a right-wing conspiracy. We're all in on it. It's a misdirection uh, uh, or we're um, you know, trying to um, bury something mm-hmm. that Trump has done wrong. All of this. It's a right-wing conspiracy. So let me give you a couple of headlines. Uh, right, these are both from CNN. Okay. Just yesterday, just okay. last night. And if you dig, you'll probably find dozens more. Right-wing conspiracy theory that originated in dark corners of the internet is now popping up at Trump rallies. Hmm. A right-wing conspiracy theory that originated in the dark corners of the internet is now popping up at Trump rallies. Hmm. What is that right-wing conspiracy? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know? From 4chan to YouTube and Trump rallies, how a right-wing conspiracy theory is going mainstream. Okay. 4chan. I remember them. All right. And... uh, so they're they're focusing on a couple of things that have been really talked about a lot in 4chan mm-hmm. and Reddit. Reddit. Okay. And it's the idea that, uh, uh, that um, what is it, uh, Q, QAnon? Are you familiar with QAnon? No, I'm not. It's Q, the letter Q okay. and A-N-O-N, Q Anonymous. Oh, Q Anonymous. Okay. And it's somebody that is supposedly in the government. I mm-hmm. think they're in the Defense Department. Okay. And they post stuff as if it's absolute gospel and they've been in the room. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Now, I don't follow them. I don't read it. I know people who do and they're like, wow, this is wild stuff or whatever. Maybe some of it's true. Maybe all of it's true. Maybe none of it's true. I have no idea. What I do know is that CNN also has no idea. (laughs) We have no idea. If they did, they'd be saying, hey, it's it's Bob from Playboy who's been working at the Defense Department. He's in the Pentagon, and here he is, and he's the one putting this stuff out there. They don't know who it is. They don't know if it's true. But they're saying it's not true. So you got a lot of the Trump supporters and QAnon saying this stuff is true. Absolutely. And you got CNN saying this stuff absolutely isn't true. Meanwhile, none of them know. And here we are going, we don't know if it's true. So we'll take them piece by piece and... See if it's likely legitimate or not. If it sounds like it could be. If it seems like there's any merit to it based on other things we do know. But CNN has no idea. So they posted those couple of things last night. And then Chris Cuomo yesterday with an 8-10 minute piece. Did you see that? Not interviewing anybody. I think it's just shy of 10 minutes where he's just laying out tweets. He's got the string from push pin to push pin. He's got pictures. I mean, he might as well have had that. (laughs) He had the high tech version of it. He had the interactive touchscreen TV Mm -hmm. where he's, he's showing a tweet and then he draws a line, his finger across the, and draws a line underneath one of the words. And I have a clip of some of it. I can't, do the entire 10 minutes but we have a couple minutes of it that i'll share with you to show how crazy it is but one of the pieces we don't have he starts it off and he's showing a trump tweet yes he is and it's about is it it's the Mueller investigation yes yeah, and trump saying uh they Jeff should, Session stop. should stop the, That's what the is, witch yeah. hunt so they should stop the investigation yeah. it's a witch hunt yes. right but he uses the word should yeah, blah 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 should. they should stop it and uh chris cuomo Goes over and he says, draw a finger on the screen, should, a red line underneath the word should. 
See, if if this were true, if he knew that there was nothing there, he would have said, must stop. <laughs> what? Well, I guess technically, if you're going by the King's English, blah, 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 back in the day, should mean something very different than must in that scenario. Yes. Should is, I think they should do this. Must is, there's nothing here, period. So they must stop. It's not a command, you must not do this in that application. It is, there's nothing there. So anybody who realizes there's nothing there must stop. Mm -hmm. Why would you continue? So technically, Chris Cuomo is right. However, language has evolved. Sometimes to our frustration that now literally... Also means figuratively. figuratively. Yep. Drives us up the wall when it comes to some things, but then we all say things that are part of language evolving. You know, we all do this. Should and must have become blurred. I say should all the time when must would probably be appropriate. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not saying they really should stop this because it's not true. Yep. No. In the past, that means opinion. They should because I believe it's not true. No, they must stop this because it's not true. That's that's your big go-to? That's your smoking this, gun. This is your smoking gun. This is the thing. It's aha. Uh-huh. Your Honor, I present evidence A. It should not must. The defense rests. It should not must. The prosecution rests. Done. <laughs> the attorneys or the uh, judges like... Pfft. You know what? I'm just going to do a, a bench verdict here. I'm not even going to the jury. Nope. The jury's all nodding in agreement. Damn straight. He said, should not, must. Come on. And, and that's like a minute of what he's talking yes. about up front. Yes. But he goes on and on. And he gets halfway through it. And we pick up with some of the uh, conspiracy theories that he's talking about and pointing out or, or supposes are just conspiracy theories. Real quick pause, though. Just before this, where we pick it up. He shows this Washington Post article. Mm-hmm. Washington Post, left or right, guys. Everyone knows they're biased to the yes. left. So I'm not saying that everything they post is inaccurate. I'm no. saying you have to understand the bias. The bias is going on. So one of a couple things is possible and likely. They have skewed any story to be towards the left. Yes. They have also chosen to report on stories or not report on stories based on their biases as well. And the article shows that Trump lies on average of seven and a half times a day. What? They documented, whatever, 50,000 lies over the course of so many days that he's been president. And it shows on average he uh, lies 7.5 times a day. Wow. And he reports this as gospel. Well, I'm going to need some more metrics. And how does that compare with the average person? And how does that compare with past administrations? There's a lie or bias of omission because did they document Obama's? Mm -hmm. Why didn't they? Did they care to document his? What about the average person? I'd be willing to bet we all probably lie 10, 15 times a day from little things to like, no, those pants don't make you look fat. Mm, This is yummy. Right? No, no. Um, I'll have the Penske file for you later. I just got backlogged. You backlog. You just didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. So how many times do we do that a day? But they're going to lead with this Trump because it fits the narrative that he's lying about all kinds of things, and therefore he must be lying about Russian conclu- uh, collusion and obstruction. So in the middle of a 
10-minute piece talking about all these crazy conspiracies from the right-wing, alt-right, 4chan, Reddit, Trump, QAnon people out there. He really promotes something that is kind of a conspiracy theory. In the Trump lies seven and a half times a day. How does that compare to everybody else? It might be less. It might be no story. And then, again, continues to push the idea of Russian collusion and so on and so forth. So in the middle of telling you about these right-wing conspiracies, he pushes left-wing conspiracies. (laughs) And telling you that these are all right-wing conspiracies and there's nothing to them is also a left-wing conspiracy. Here we go. Chris Cuomo. The president is privy to information that's way better than what I have and that what you have very often. He knows Hold that it, stop it. Already, we're not even in. Privy to information that's way better. <laughs> what does way better mean? I have no idea. Journalist who just criticized the president for not being clearer with no, should and must, who's developed an entire <laughs> conspiracy theory on how Trump is guilty because he used should and not must. On a tweet. On a, on a tweet. tweet. On a 240-character tweet. Yes, on a tweet. 270-character. 270-character tweet. On a tweet. Has said he has way better stuff than we do. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> way better? Better how? Better more? Better more pointed? Better less confusing? Mm. Better how? Mm. He has way better stuff. Okay, another thought on that. If he has way better stuff, uh, maybe you trust him a bit more. If he has way better stuff, that means he has proof of things that you're only speculating. But of course, go on to continue to speculate. Keep doing that, Chris. Keep creating conspiracy theories to to help the president? No, to hurt him. Here we go. The president is privy to information that's way better than what I have and that what you have very often. He knows that Strzok didn't work the case against him in any real way. He knows hold it, Comey- hold it, hold it. How do we know Strzok didn't do that? We went down the testimony on we Capitol did. Hill. Yep. And guess what? It looks like there's no smoking gun no. that he actively, as part of his job, tried to work against the president. The president. He may have dug a little bit more. He may have paid a little biases, but no major bias. Okay? It looks like that. But there still are some unanswered questions. Yes, a lot. We gave it to him. Why did he do this? And were there some slight biases? Okay. But he says the president knows that he didn't. Wait a minute. You said the president had way better information than you. Yeah. So he knows things you don't, but you're assuming what he knows. Yes. He, he has way better stuff, stuff that I don't even know. Yet, I'm going to tell you he knows that Strzok didn't work the case against him. Do you realize how bat crap crazy that is? Yes, very. It's the next damn sentence. He has stuff that I don't even know. Yet, I'm telling you he know what he knows. How insane is that? You people are delusional. Are you smoking dope? What are they putting in the water at CNN? Your passions, your hatreds have gotten this crazy? Okay, so he has way better stuff, but he knows Strzok didn't work against him. Okay, go ahead. He knows that Strzok didn't work the case against him in any real way. He knows Comey and Mueller and Rosenstein are lifelong Republicans. That Oh, wait, 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 wait. lifelong Republicans. So what does that mean? 
What, what, is, what is he getting at? They're, they're lifelong mm. Republicans, so they're not working against him. No. Really? So your party affiliation, you would never jump ship. You would never have any other bias. Um, look at um, uh, former FBI agent. Uh, 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 Comey? Comey. Look at Comey. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's uh, always supported the Republicans. Is he supporting the Republicans now? No, he's saying actually go vote for he's Democrats. He's telling you vote for Democrats outright. Okay. <laughs> he jumped. Here we go. Work the case against him in any real way. He knows Comey and Mueller and Rosenstein are lifelong Republicans that no one in our institutions have any real concerns about. He uh, knows. Uh, that- uh, no one in our. What am I? Twelve seconds in. No one in our institutions have any real concerns about. <laughs> no one. Remember, he just busted the president and assumed the president's guilt based on him not using must, must. and instead using the word should. should. Yet, just said no one in our institutions, meaning all of them, no one has any concerns about them. There's not one person in any of our institutions that has any concerns about any of those people. Wow, how accurate of you. I guarantee you there are plenty of people in multiple institutions that have many concerns about all of them. How many? I don't know, but I guarantee you there's some. No one in any of our institutions. Do you realize the conspiracy he's painting? This is almost as bad as... Well, we have no proof of this. This is likely crazy, but it would be so impactful. We have to take it serious. Here we go. A little more. That no one in our institutions have any real concerns about. He knows that Mueller didn't simply pick Democrats to be on his team as a lifelong Republican. He picked experts in money laundering and financial crimes. He knows the FISA warrants to surveil Carter Page weren't solely based on the dossier. Really? What else were they based on, Chris? Go. What else are they based on? Go. Anybody. Based on what? Go. It was based exclusively on On the the dossier. Absolutely 100% from what we've been told. Yes. From what we know. From from what Chris Cruz or or what uh, Chris Cuomo knows. Yeah. And Chris Cruz. Yes. What we know is it was based on the dossier dossier period. The only other people that would know is the people who perpetrated this, yes. the people in the FISA court, the people who presented it to the FISA court, the president, because he has way better information than we do. <laughs> as far as Chris Cuomo knows, it absolutely, if not Chris, what is it? Go. Has Chris Cuomo promote, uh, produced any more? No. Has he discussed it? Is it nope. reported on anything else? No. The FISA court is a uh, secret. Little more. Carter Page weren't solely based on the dossier. He knows this. He's in charge of the institutions of government. He knows Mueller isn't conflicted. He's in charge of the institutions of government. But again, you're saying what he knows. Oh, this, Chris. Is, this is bizarre. Chris, Chris, Chris. I don't know. This isn't even this is like something a child would produce. I'm really starting to think Chris Cuomo has the intellect the, the mental capacity, the emotional evolution of a seventh grader. That's really what you're talking about. Listen to him. He is adult. And this is on his new show, his new nighttime show. Is, is this the one um, with uh, Tom Arnold? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's next week. Okay, because that's next week. Because that's what it sounds like here. It does. It actually does sound like Tom Arnon. Now, so that's what that was the name I was trying to think wow. of earlier. All right, let me get a break in here and come back with more. This is nuts. Bring it up. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we got to get back to this uh, Chris Cuomo audio. If you have thoughts on it, please join us on the Twitter. Oh, it's please. at Doc Thompson Show. It's at uh, Real Chris Cruz. At Doc Thompson Show, at Real Chris Cruz. Got to tell you about Spymaster, Brad Thor's new novel, which is just tearing it up right now. He is doing so well with this. It's so timely, and I know he likely chose this yeah. topic because it is, but this is an issue. This is legit. Right now, we are facing a new world order when it comes to who our friends and allies are. Maybe it's uh, similar to past world orders, but we had forgotten it, Yeah, which is likely. We thought, uh, it, do you remember the movie um, uh, Blast from the Past, where they're down in the bunker? Okay, yeah. Remember yeah. that or whatever? Yep. And he comes out and Christopher Walken's like, I'm expected to believe that the Politburo just said, oh, we give up, like this and all that from <laughs> USSR. Yeah. yeah, that's really kind of what they wanted us to believe. They didn't fully go away. They still had quite a bit of influence. And although they had struggles over the last couple of decades, they knew what they were doing. And Putin yes. was, again, yeah. trying to put the band back together. And that's Spymaster by Brad Thor, what it kind of centers on. Uh, a reborn Russia, a new Cold World War type era for now, Russia. And they're hell bent on saying, we want to be as big as even geographically, as the USSR was at one point. It starts with a remote cabin in Norway and a rumor and an intelligence mm. operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. That is what counterterrorism expert Scott Harvath's mission is, and it's one of his deadliest ever. It's called Spymaster. It's from Brad Thor, and it is out right now. It's this summer's must-read thriller. It's available from Brad Thor wherever books are sold. Brad Thor's Spymaster. Pick up a copy today. A little bit more now from Chris Cuomo. Of some golf membership or out to get him, he knows these things. He knows what's going on. So why is he ignoring what's true and cultivating? Okay, hold, hold, hold on one second. I got to pause right there. All of that. Keep, keep in mind, you realize all of that stuff he said he knows. Yes. See, if I say Chris and I were in a room together and uh, you know Brad touched me. Okay. And Chris comes out and goes, I don't know what Doc's talking about. Brad never touched him. And I'm like, Chris was in the room. He knows what happened because I was there. See, I know the truth, and I know Chris knows. So I can say, I know Chris knows. He knows the truth. He was there. But if I don't know the truth that you know, and I'm yep. saying Chris knows, what I know is crap. Yes. He said that over and over again and presented this stuff. Why would he do it? That is a conspiracy. That is textbook 101, creating a conspiracy or conspiracies. And he's doing this, mind you, as a piece on right-wing conspiracies. Listen. A base that includes those who eat up conspiracies and dark mysteries of power. That takes us to the topic of QAnon, QAnonymous, Internet Conspiracy Collective. You see them at Trump rallies. Uh, they have their Seth Rich signs. Uh, we are Q. 
That's them. Uh, the Seth Rich things that you'll see come up here in a little bit. What is that about? Seth Rich was a young man who worked for the DNC. He was murdered. Uh, and they are ascribing it to a political plot that his family condemns and investigators dismiss. But they're with Trump. Why? Because he tells them on some level that what they want to believe is okay. That feeling is as good as fact. He has his people at his rally that look for the number 17 as signs of truth. Q is the 17th letter in the alphabet. Not that that helps make any sense. Yeah, Chris Cruz, any thoughts? What is that? The Q? Yeah. Oh my God, he lost it. He has lost it. And he's saying, uh, accusing the right of being emotionally driven. Are you kidding me? That's what emotionally driven, that's what he's saying. And and why? (laughs) To build it up. See, how is this news? If he, if this is all so crazy, why is he reporting it? Why is he even bringing it up? Because he's doing what he's accusing others of. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I'm pretty sure I have a parasite living in my brain. What do you say that? If I don't, I want to have this parasite living in my brain. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of... I. Mm, this is a brand... I'm not making this up. This is a brand new study. I touched on it last night oh, on the news and the, why it matters. Yes, you were preview about that. And yeah. because I'd only seen the headline, I hadn't read you know study after study or report after report on it, but now I've gone through it a little bit more. And it turns out that there is a parasite, a parasite that I think I may actually want. I may have it. A, I'll let you decide, Okay. This parasite, again, from a new study from researchers, links a parasite that comes with cat poop with a lack of fear and increased risk-taking behaviors commonly found among entrepreneurs. Interesting. Humans, cat poop. Yes. So humans get infected by the parasite called Toxoplasma uh, gondii. Ooh. Toxoplasma Gandhi. Has Gandhi in it. I like G-O-N-D-I-I. Would that be Gandhi? I think so. That's an E sound, right? Anyways, yeah. Toxoplasma Gandhi. You come into contact with it. Uh, you get it if you come into contact with cat poop or things contaminated by it. So it could be direct poop. You know, you're cleaning out the litter box or something. Or it, the cat ended up wiping its butt on the couch or hit you or yeah. whatever. That would be a pretty low bar to come in contact with cat poop. You have a cat around, you're coming in contact with even if it's minor amounts, in which case you could end up getting this parasite. Now, the parasite usually ends up in your brain. And according to researchers, infected people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. usually don't have any symptoms. 
Okay. Except like you've got the flu. Okay. So you come in contact with it. It feels like you got the flu for a while. Mm-hmm. You get over it. You go about your life never knowing that you're still infected by this parasite, that it's still in your brain. It stays in your body indefinitely. Wow. It just stays there. But the ongoing symptoms, the effects it has, are increased risk-taking and a lack of fear. Okay. That, they say, is common among entrepreneurs. Hmm. So, on one hand, I take a lot of risks. Yeah, you do. Lots of risks. Hmm. Maybe I have it. Or am I just an a-hole about the risks? You had a cat. I remember you talking about... We had all kinds of animals growing up, including a boatload of cats. We had dog after dog and horses and cows and chickens and all kinds of things. But yeah, we had a lot of cats growing up. So I could have gotten it from any of them. And then I had a couple of cats. One in particular I got in Vegas who ended up moving back to Ohio with me. He lived a long time. He was an awesome cat. It was Gil. So I've been around a lot of cats. Yes, you have. Cleaned up after a lot of cats. A lot of dogs as well. So... Do I have it? Is it in my head? I think so. A lot of risk taking. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh oh. I'm not that successful. Does it say that the parasite will make you successful? No, but it says a lot See, of entrepreneurs it have it. But still, though, entrepreneurs could be successful and failures. But one of the things about entrepreneurs are, though, they, they, uh, they take some chances. Remember, dreaming and doing. Yeah. Have you taken any chances? I take some chances, there but, there's, but there's still a little fear factor when doing it. Oh. Like if you look at the, like really successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are just like, let's just sell the house, put all the money on it, right? Let's just go for it. I'm willing to do a lot of that, but there's always a little bit where I'm like, let's not. So you zoom. might have the parasite, but not fully parasite. And maybe it hasn't fully metastasized. Was it mis- Metest- developed? Developed. Okay. Can't think of the word. Metastasized. Did I get that right? Metastasized? Sounds good. Anyway, maybe it hasn't. Maybe it's only partial in my head. Okay. So on one hand, I'm like, mm, I am entrepreneurial driven because I'm thinking while reading this, if I don't have it, I think I want it. Oh, it should be. <laughs> Couldn't you use a little less fear in your life? Oh, Doc Thompson, one thing that I live on <clears throat> is in fear. Right, don't you? A lot of fear, a fear of this. A fear. Think about all the fear in your life. What if that happens to the children? You're worried about stuff, right? I don't want to go do this. Some people have crazy fears of like snakes and spiders and stuff yeah, too, like right? you and Keith. Now, wait on. Keith has a fear of spiders. And you have a fear of That snakes. is a healthy dislike and disrespect because they're evil and there's a difference there. Okay, I don't you know. So wouldn't it be great to just go, boop, I don't have to worry about that yeah. or less of that in your less life? Of, oh, yeah. So less. we start a business got to have a better name than toxoplasma gandhi yeah and it can't be called a uh, cat feces parasite can't use no. the word parasite no. oh, leave parasite there's a lot of dumb young people who wouldn't know what the word parasite means Some i think it's paradise oh paradise parasite there it is there's our company yes paradise why here's a commercial ready Tired of living in fear, not being successful, unwilling to take that chance to try to get that promotion at work or launch your own business venture? Hi, I'm Doc Thompson, along with my business partner, Chris Cruz. Hello. Here at Paradise Parasite, we can help you with some of that. Simply stop on down and we'll rub cats all over you. Some sort of thing where we get out and we rub the cats on them. 
Right? Yes. You'll walk away with a new sense of, of adventure, a lack of fear in your life that could lead you to accomplishing marvelous things. <laughs> this is awesome. I think I want it. But I think I may have it because I came up with the idea for Paradise Parasite. See, are you willing to take the risk? Of what? Of Start, getting it? Yes. Or starting the business? Starting the business. Well, absolutely. How much money do I have to put in it? I don't know. We have to start the business. So how much does it cost to start a business? Maybe I don't have the fear. I'm just greedy. See what I'm saying? I don't want to give up this over here. Okay. Oh, got it. Got it, got it. And I'm not afraid of going to get it. So maybe I don't have it. If you're telling me, honest to God, if this is truly, if this is the only effect, mm-hmm. if the effect is, all right, you're going to get this and you're going to feel like you had the flu for a couple of days. But from then on, you're going to have a little less fear. Well, it's like the flu shot. The flu well, shot. I wouldn't take it. The flu shot gets you sicker <clears throat> and that's how you combat the flu. May, I mean, maybe they don't know at all about this parasite and they're like, and it also gives you the rickets in a few years or whatever it is. Okay, <laughs> true. But from what I know now, if this is legit you're in. and you're telling me you're going to have the flu for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then less fear. All right. Where do I sign up? Come on, kitty cats. Right. Why wouldn't I do this? There's a lot of people that don't like cats, though. So I hate how do you cats. do around that? You're going to have to just go right to the poop. You're going to have to inject them somehow. You're going to have to find the parasite and then give them the parasite itself. We're thinking this wrong. What's that? I cannot believe you haven't thought about this. What, a- what is that stupid coffee that cats poop? <gasps> the, ci- the, 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 what is it, civet cat? I can't think what the coffee is called, but the cat's the civet, I think. Uh, yeah. Look it up. Cat uh, poop coffee. Oh, uh, cat poop. We- Maybe that's when I got it. Coffee. We had you drank the, coffee. the coffee. Right. It's not bad coffee. No, I don't know it's if it's not. worth the cash, but you know. Uh, Kopiluwak is the, is the bean, and it's the uh, Asian palm civet cat. The civet, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hi there. It's Doc Thompson and Chris Frews for Paradise Parasite, Parasite. Coffee. Yes. Come on down to the Parasite Parix, Parasite. Boy, it's really rough. Paradise Parasite Coffee House. Oh, mm-hmm. DMX DM. I think he might be in it on this. DMX DM. I think he has it. I didn't he launch the business? He. You remember how he launched it? No, I don't. Oh, like uh, six whatever years ago. Uh-huh. He's coming up on an anniversary, I think, of launching it too. He's uh every year he takes a trip to Yellowstone. Oh yes, right. Yes, he I and his wife that. are yep. in Yellowstone, and he yep. just lost his job or is changing jobs and. Driving out there, their car breaks down. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> so in the middle of all of this stuff going bad, when he doesn't have any money, he's like, going home, we're going to start a business. Guess what? what I think he, he has the parent. He has the Toxoplasma Gandhi. Yes. I may have it. They say um, uh, estimated a uh, couple billion people around the world have this. Oh, that's so many entrepreneurs. If there. it's two billion people have this, and there's only, what, seven billion on the planet? That's a pretty high... That's what I'm saying. That's pretty high. I don't know if we're more likely to have it in this country or less. And remember, we have other medicines and um, we have better living conditions, Mm -hmm. less disease, stuff like this. But we're around more cats. 
Because yeah. we're the idiots that have these house pets. The rest of the world doesn't have house pets. No. You, you, you have livestock. Yes. Or you don't have. Not even Puerto Rico has pets. No. <laughs> it's called livestock. Yes. If you have an... Oh, look at him. We're going to eat him soon. <laughs> right? I mean, that's... <laughs> So you, oh, I love you. Look how big and fluffy you're getting. You're going to be so yummy. That's what you do. Yes. That's, so we have more cats. Huh. They say in mice, the infection makes them less afraid to, um, of cats. Mm. So when, they, when they've when they infected yeah, mice with mice this, is... they're less afraid of cats. Mm. They said there's a similar risk-taking effect in humans. He said the infected people have been associated with road, road rage incidents. Suicide and schizophrenia. Well, that's a problem. Which one? The suicide or schizophrenia? Both of them. Not so much the road rage. Uh, He said infected people have been associated. Oh, all he's saying is that infective people, people that have this, are also people that have been uh, schizophrenic, suicidal, or road rage. Doesn't Mm. mean that's what's causing it, please. Okay. He said other people... um, who died in a risky way were more likely to have a toxoplasma infection. Okay. So if you die in a risky way, hey, Bubba, watch this. <laughs> wow, you may not be stupid. No. With oh. all that risky behavior, you may have the cat poop disease. We might need to do some more research on the Friday leftovers when this guy says, hey, let me test this vest on. Cats. How many of them have cats? Hey, shoot me here. I want to test this vest. They say um, they found that people with schizophrenia were 2.7 times more likely to have that uh, antibodies against the parasite, which uh, indicate that someone has been infected. Infected, yeah. Or infected more than, yeah, than healthy people would have had. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. There was a 2015 study that found adults who had schizophrenia were more likely to have grown up in homes with cats. Oh. See what I'm saying? Hmm. Said, so, yeah, here it is. Uh, you may feel invincible with increased level of those substances in your body, according to the researchers. He said, uh, or at least have a little less fear. Okay. They collected saliva samples over a five year period. So this is legit. Wow. And uh, they studied to find those who tested positive for exposure to Toxoplasma Gandhi, the people who are, you know, more likely to commit or take part in risky behavior. They also asked business, uh, this is where the business on. Okay, got it. They asked business students what their area of emphasis was. And the research revealed that business majors were much more likely to have that infection than not business students. Wow. <clears throat> Willing to take that. You're entrepreneur. You're like, let's go, let's go do. Yeah, and it says here also the uh, emphasis in management and entrepreneurship those people that they asked what i'm saying that's pretty cool so i mean the schizophrenia thing has me a little concerned but i'm not that worried about it which leads me to believe maybe i have it (laughs) and the road rage whatever okay now i've told you about this and this is absolutely legitimate Mm -hmm. and again this is a lengthy study this was not a quick a lot of these studies people bring up they're very flash in the pan they're like oh we studied 14 people over three days come on Mm. This is a five-year study. Uh, They applied it in a lot of different ways. Like I said, even business students plus risky behavior. They looked at things like schizophrenia, all this stuff. So this is a pretty extensive study. And as I laid it out for you, aren't you wondering 
Yeah. Aren't you wondering if you have it? Yes. Because everybody right now that hears this is going, well, I have taken part in some risky behavior and I have road raged a bit. <laughs> right? How are they? I don't know about the schizophrenia part, you know, but uh, okay. <laughs> so true. You know, I have thought about killing myself. Yeah. Which is funny because it's relative, right? Every That thought has crossed everybody's mind. Oh, yes, Doc. And maybe you haven't dwelled on it. Maybe you're like, it's just rough. Maybe I'll kill myself. What am I saying? You know, maybe it's instant, but it's crossed your mind. But because it has, everybody's thinking as I say this. I've road raged and I've thought of, and I really don't. I do take chances. Right? You're thinking, but you want to know. Here's what we do. <laughs> what do we we do? set up a testing center. Oh. Damn it, I think I have it. That's just like three businesses we've come up with. <laughs> and I am business driven. You know what I've realized recently? I have made a huge mistake. With? I absolutely should have been uh, um, on Wall Street. Really? Yeah, well, maybe not Wall Street in general, but more business focused. That should have been my career because I like putting the deals together too. Really? I do. I like setting it up. Maybe even sales back in the day. Oh, sales is something that's right. to this day. I'm like, I can make boats of my new sales. So, then this is a legit one. I mean, I'm not sure a lot of people would want to be infected by it. I think I may, but don't you want to know? Well, if you're infected, can we increase the dosage? Like, oh, can we double infection? Yes, I don't think so. Can you put more don't. parasites? Can you start grabbing more parasites and start feeding? What your is body? it about the parasite? Yeah. Oh, then we take it to another level. Ready? What? What is it about the parasite? Do, are they releasing some sort of chemical or something as part? Can you we know, just get the chemical released? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, how do we produce that chemical? Let's break that down. Take it to the you know the uh, next level. The yeah. bottom, you know. The atomic level there, mm-hmm. now the molecule. And we produce that. We reproduce it in pill form. You know what we're on to? What's we the Bradley so. Cooper movie? Oh, I don't know. What's the one where he takes the pills? It's oh, limitless. yes. Fearless, is that yes. it? Yes. Limitless. Limitless. Limitless, that's it, yeah. Are they the series? Yeah. Okay. I think we're on to it now. There you go. Was that a fourth idea? I'm trying to keep track I think of it. we do. See, I want to know if I <laughs> contact these people. I want to know what the test is. Do I have to, what do they set a saliva test? Do I just yes, send, them, saliva, do I yes. send them a big loogie in the mail? Well, I don't think that's how that works. See, things we're also a little shady too. So what we do is we claim it's a testing center. Okay. Right? And we just send, take a, uh, take a plastic bag and then mail it to us. And we'll test it and find out. It's all you got to do. Right, and then we send him a form back that goes, "You got it, Toxoplasma Gandhi." But we still have to send forms that say you don't have it. We can't just everybody that sends it to us. You have it, you have it. We have to have two forms. Okay, what we do is we drop two forms. Okay, and we just send a bunch of the one out, and we run out of that one. We go open up a box that you don't have it. <laughs> Start sending those, <laughs> and then instead of we open up a box that you do have it, can we get sued if we do this? How are we gonna get sued? Who's going to sue you? How are they going to know? How many of those people are going to go get tested beyond this? That is true. Right? If you send all of them and you don't have it one, guess Mm -hmm. what? No one's going to test beyond it. True. So they're never going to sue you. True. See, if you send somebody that you do have it, they may go and get, I'm really worried about this. Mm. Schizophrenia, suicide. Right, something like this. They're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. What are you worried about? Okay. I'm not worried about it. I think I got it. I'm back to thinking I got it again. 
All right, it's called Toxoplasma Gandhi. I'm fascinated by this. We got to find out more. <laughs> Get a quick break in back with more in a minute on this The Morning Blaze. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag What I Learned Today. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I'm guessing we have a lot of good tweets. There have to be a lot of good tweets. I have not yeah, checked myself. So. I'm going to let you check because I have come up with another idea. Okay. <clears throat> what if we came up with a concoction? Okay. Okay. It's one part Toxoplasma Gandhi. Okay. One part earth water. Okay. One part uh, Riduzone. Okay. And one part Field of Greens. I don't think the molecules can handle all that. I think this is like super formula. I think this is what... Superfood? Uh, no, no. I think this is what uh, likely could have led to the super serum formula that created Captain America. <clears throat> anyway, you got all of those great chemicals and yes. trace minerals from the earth water. You got the vegetables from the Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens, right? You're you're getting thinner. It's keeping the uh, the the weight gain down. You're losing weight. You're feeling fuller. Boosted energy from Riduzone, and then you are fearless. Toxoplasma Gandhi. We are on this thing, man. We are good to go. In the meantime, uh, you're going to have to use them separately until we come up with this. <laughs> so go ahead and get your field of greens at uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, uh, BrickhouseDoc.com. BrickhouseDoc.com. Just look for field of greens. It's uh, an awesome product because you get all those vegetables that you know you got to eat in your diet, but you're likely not getting. Man, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I have been so vegetable crazy recently eating so many of them that I think I may have overdone it. <laughs> I've made, I, I think, I've never heard of this, but I think I've gone... My stomach has been flipping and flopping the last couple of days from all the crazy vegetables. And I'm like, I think I'd be better off with just a field of greens. I may have to just go exclusively field of greens. I don't know if that's what it is, but I'm attributing it to it. Try field of greens today. It is powdered vegetables, essentially. It's real food. It's not an extract or just the vitamins. You mix it with a liquid, drink it down, and you're covered for your vegetable consumption. You know you got to eat them if you want to be healthy. This covers you if you don't like them, if you don't have time, they're too expensive, you don't know how to clean them, you're not a chef, whatever it is. Just go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order field of greens today. Uh, you got Cockburn, the <coughs> flaming sparkler, saying, I sure have never eaten that sesame Kitten. I mean, chicken. The sesame chicken? Kitten. Oh, kitten. Chicken. Chicken. <gasps> they said 2 billion worldwide, yes. right? Yes. <clears throat> but 30 million in America. Yes. That would be about 10% in America. Okay. Because there's 330 mm-hmm. million in America. So about one out of 10, maybe one out of 11, somewhere okay. in there. Okay. Count the people in your office. So every one out On of On average, every 10 or 11 is going to have it. So one out of 10. So you go, one, but two, what three, about the, four, okay, that's a small percentage. Yeah. There's 7 billion people in the world. Yes. And only 30, uh, and 2 billion have this. Only 30 million in America have it. <laughs> so it's disproportionate for the rest of the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, who has it? 
Where is it more prevalent? Okay, your little joke there about kitten versus chicken. Mm-hmm. Wondering if it's more common. Nasia. <laughs> you got Jim White conservative saying parasites causes schizophrenia, which means I think I have it. Then the other voices in my head told me just to calm down. I know I keep going back and forth. <laughs> I think I have it. I don't think I have it. Richmond Joe saying a strong desire to poke lava with a stick. Perhaps Doc has Toxoplasma Gandhi. I so want to poke it with this. I'm telling you, I would poke it. I would get as close as I could. I mean, I would feel the heat. I don't know. This I'm t- Your face is melting off. Right, right. So I may have to wear something. I would attempt to get up close to it. And if it was really hot, then I would say, okay, I got to get like some sort of shield. But I'd poke it. I'm telling you. <laughs> M. Robert's saying, when you ask Chris Cruz how to pronounce metastasis, uh, you're doing it wrong. Uh, by the way, sometimes when I when I talk uh, and I ask for things, I'm asking for people in other rooms to whisper. Yes, in my other ear. people. Yeah, I can tell us in their ears. Uh, the C42 saying. So you're saying capitalism is a pathogen? <laughs> uh, you know, he's a scientist too, which is also it's a pathogen. <laughs> it may be Steve 42. It may be. Uh, Kool Aid drinker saying you thought you were crazy this morning. Thank goodness you just infected. Right, you're just infected by a cat poop parasite. <laughs> Donna saying, I can sum this up. Germ turns you into a teenager. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit of that. Little. Yeah. Here's the thing. So let's say th- there are 2 billion people that have it, uh, 30 million in America. They're going about their lives. So yeah, maybe there's a higher incidence of schizophrenia, but a lot of these people are going to be leading their lives. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I want to I want to know. Is it, uh, do you pass it on? Um, when you procreate. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, and Richmond Joe, one more time, he's at it again. He goes, Florida is running rampant with Toxoplasma Gandhi. It probably is. That's what I'm saying. Okay, is it more common in certain places? More common on Wall Street or in Florida with the stupid people or yeah. whatever? Wow. This There's is... something in here. Toxoplasma Gandhi with a little alcohol. Ooh. Oh. I got to show you a tweet about that. Okay. I got to okay, show you a tweet. I couldn't read it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, you got a, uh, you got another one? Another one. Another, you got another tweet? You got a tweet you were going to mention? Oh, I can't mention it. Can I mention it? This is the one that I just read to you. Can I say that on air? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you could probably read oh, that okay, one. Okay, read that one. Okay. Stephen English saying uh, what I learned today. A better, a better name for Doc's cat poop project is Pussy Liqueur. Oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. You're right, especially if you did a little if alcohol you, yeah. with it. And then it's like Pussy Galore, the character from Bond. Yeah, that's what you explained it to me. Yeah, And yeah. she was pretty fearless. Was she? She was a pilot. Oh, Back in the day. Fearless. You know, women weren't pilots back no. in the day. Well, I know that. Oh, uh, my gosh. I got to get tested. Okay, we're going we're gonna to seriously try it. Actually, uh, so speaking of that, I did kind of <laughs> work backwards. I, uh, wonder, I wonder if uh, the Steve 42 can help us. Probably. He's a scientist. 
I mean, they may not be set up or he may not know anybody immediately that's set up. This, is a, this would be, I'm guessing, a specific test. Yes. This is not like... So for what I can tell, I have to contact... Uh, what, what was it? Because um, this, this research was done in the UK. Yes, I had to contact London and go through their little press thing. Uh, so we'll see. We'll no, because I'd like to... Honestly, um, it's just a really interesting topic. Mm-hmm. The fact that so many people live with this and the fact that it may influence our decisions. Decisions, yeah. On a serious note about it, imagine you have somebody whose life has been negatively impacted because they have exhibited risky behavior, Mm. which is common in the world. Now, it could be any number of factors, but imagine it's this. Imagine if they have done, they'd they'd done something Mm. that was significantly influenced because of this parasite and something that ruined their life or seriously hurt their life. And you're like, wow, it was all because of that? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that change the way we view risky behavior, people who've committed crimes, things we've done? Because we know that a lot of people take part in risky behavior or do something stupid when they are um, drunk. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. High. And we don't give them a pass on that. No. You say you should have known not to do yeah. these things. And you go, well, that sucks for you. But that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. What if it's a parasite and you didn't do anything? And we never knew. Yeah. What about in history? What about historical figures who did something miraculous or spectacular because they didn't have that extra little fear, just that extra little bit because of this parasite or historical figure who did something horrible because of it? Yeah, you got George Washington crossing, you know, the the river. That's what about a recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor? Ooh. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I'm not saying, but imagine though, it it opens up a lot of questions. What about somebody who on the other side of the fence has done something horrible sitting in jail? Because, okay, they road rage. They took it too far. They couldn't back it down because that parasite was going, be fearless. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be cool to, uh, a test like this, if you ask somebody to do it, could cost you 10 grand or they could do it cheaply. I don't know. But I'm going to see if they'll do that. And then we test a dozen people around here. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool to know. If it's roughly one out of 10 or 11, mm-hmm. maybe we say, hey, would you test 10, 12 people here and see if anybody has it? <laughs> uh, do you think Glenn has it? Hmm. I don't know if he has that, but he has something. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. He's got something. It may not be that. Because we know he listens on his way in. So I say that as somebody who also has something. You have something too? I got something. It may not be that, but oh, I got something. Okay. It may just be the cray-cray. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Okay, think about this. Okay. What if there's another parasite? I mean, if they're just discovering this, there could be dozens of them that influence us. So what's this one about? All the little snowflakes out there. Oh, that's just, that's not a parasite. Well, it is a parasite, but not that kind of parasite. I mean, they're actually technically the parasite. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not symbiotic, by the way. No, they're the ones that are infecting parasitical. this parasitical. <laughs> Par- parasite, right. They're infecting us. Right, that's all it is. They're just taken and taken and taken. They're just a leech on this thing. <laughs> that's a parasite you Offering want to get no rid of. Offering no benefit, exactly. You want to get rid of that do parasite. Do not want that at no, all. No, you that's don't horrible. want that. But what if their cray cray is influenced by something? We don't know it. You know, they've been eating uh, chicken nuggets too long. There's some parasite that comes with have chicken they, nuggets. Hold on. Have they been eating chicken nuggets too long, Dr. So most of these people are vegetarians and vegans. 
That's true. It might be back to the vegetable thing. True. That's a good point. Uh, we know there is another uh, parasite that, or at least a um, um, a bacteria that comes from dogs licking you. Oh, Pat covered this yesterday. Right. So I'll Crazy. give you the basic idea. So here you have one that you get from cat poop. You're around yes. it. People get infected. It makes you lose some fear. Often drives you to do uh, take risks. But sometimes those risks can be a positive thing like for entrepreneurs. A Wisconsin man lost his limbs after he got licked by a dog. His name is uh, Greg. He's 48. He went to the emergency room because he thought he had the flu. The test revealed that he was suffering from an infection caused by a bacteria in the saliva of dogs. While in the hospital, his blood pressure dropped. The the circulation of his limbs cut off. And because of the rapid decrease, his legs just died, essentially. He still doesn't understand. Can't get his head around it. (laughs) He's been around dogs his whole life. He doesn't understand how it happens. Uh, they say 99% of dog owners will never have this problem. Um, if you said 99.999999% of dog owners won't have this problem, you go, eh, I hate to be that point zero 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 one. You go, eh. but 1% of dog, how many dogs are in America? How many people own dogs? A lot. It's got to be, I would think, at least a third. Me, if, if you told me it was seventy percent, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Uh, it's estimated that seventy-eight million dogs are in America, and eighty-five point eight million cats are owned. So more cats, yeah. fewer dogs, but that's how many are owned. So there yes. could be two per household yes. or three per so household. Approximately forty-four percent of all households there in the United is. States have a dog. Great, forty-four percent. So if there are 330 million, let's just round the 44 to say 50% mm-hmm. for easy math. So that's 150 million, let's round down, mm-hmm. uh, of people who, um, who have a dog. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Okay. 150 million have a dog. You, uh, what's 1% of 150 million? <laughs> 1.5 million. <clears throat> okay. Makes sense. That's, how, that's the 1% of people yeah. that... So the 99 whatever, but one and a half million of you will have this problem. <laughs> and by the way, Arkansas is the highest uh, state that owns dogs. Well, they're, they have a little less now. <laughs> so interesting things about this. First of all, the idea that um, only 1% of the people will get this. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy... I think had the extreme case of it when they I say think one, so one percent yeah. will get yeah. it. I mean, you that that last time you had the flu, it, it may have. have been the dog saliva. Yes, you may have had this bacteria. Yes, you wouldn't know. You didn't go to the doctor. You got over it. This guy ended up having the extreme symptoms of it. Uh, so I think that's what they mean. But if so, one percent will have this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, one tenth of one percent may actually have it go to this extreme or whatever it is, something like that. But this brings up another issue. I have been frustrated by people who let pets lick them for many, many years. <laughs> I find it disgusting. Yeah. Your dog and cat lie on the floor. Yes. And lick themselves. Yes. They lick their butt. Yes. They lick their genitals. Yes. They lick each other. Yes. They will eat their own feces. Yes. They eat other disgusting things. Yeah, and then people go give me the little, little, little kisses, 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 kisses. 
Okay, great. You want that on? You really want that? And they're, and this is the argument. I've had people tell me this, and it infuriates me. Oh, I know where you're going. A, what is the line, Chris? The dog's mouth is cleaner. Winner. What? There's no way that's possible. No. Like Glenn mentioned yesterday on the news and why it matters. He's like, do they brush their teeth? <laughs> I brush my teeth. I floss. I don't eat use, poop. Right. Use mouthwash. <laughs> yeah, you eat less disgusting and bacteria riddled stuff. Less of that. And then you floss and brush and gargle. Even if even if you only do that once a week, how many times does a dog doing it? None. Right. Some people will occasionally do their dogs. They take them to the vet to have them clean. Great. So there is no possible way that it is cleaner. But people say this. I had a, uh, a person say this when my 16-year-old son was a baby. Okay. And they were up there and I was like, keep the dog away from licking him. They're babies. You know, yeah, they're, they're supposed baby. to watch Yeah, that. yeah. <clears throat> and they're like, it's a, the, dog, the human's mouth. And I was like, stop. And I would have this debate with people, and they'd be like, let's just agree to disagree on no, it. No, not on no, this No, I'm not. No, sorry. Ba-ga, here you yes. go. This thing right here. Maybe you should send a link to this. Because when I heard about it, Pat talking doing the show yesterday, I sent it to my whole family. Uh, thank you. And I was like, thank you. Uh, hey, can you stop I'm, letting listen, dogs lick? You like dogs? You want to have a dog lick you in the face or whatever, and that's not a problem for you? That's fine. As long as you don't perpetuate some fake news story that... It's cleaner than a human's mouth. Shut up. Who came up with that? Yeah, who came up with that? Somebody, I guess, who liked a dog to because, lick him after they licked their butt. By the way, one of, uh, as a canine handler, in the, you know, you're supposed to bond with this dog. That was the number one rule from our kennel master. What? Do not let the dog lick you. Do not sleep with the dog. You know how many bacteria that dog has? I was oh. like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Some of them can be transmitted to people. Some of them can't. But do you really want to roll the dice on that? I'm like, no, I do not. So uh, tweet out a link to this. Let's tweet out a link to the story just so people to, can read oh, it for to themselves, story. to okay, the dog yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. And uh, maybe you, you carry it around. Maybe you just file it away somewhere. So when somebody says this stupid thing that you can say, please, that's not the case. Here's an example. I mean, uh, maybe this is something you don't want to get. No. I, I, there was a, uh, an article I found years ago. A doctor is like trying to dispel that rumor mm-hmm. about a dog's mouth being supposedly oh, okay. cleaner. Got it. Yeah. And it was actually my mom who found it in the paper because she was, knew I was completely triggered by this. And she, I had it and she put it on the refrigerator. It was up for, for the longest time. That's awesome. And I'm like, look at this. Look at this right here. It's not. It's just such nonsense. You know it was completely made up. Yeah. I wonder if that's on uh, on Snopes. Oh, yeah. Don't they do the whole fat checking? Well, supposedly, by the way, Snopes is run by progressives. Okay. So years ago, when I first became aware of Snopes, it was a liberal friend of mine who pointed out, check mm-hmm. it on Snopes. And for a while, I would use it as gospel. Oh, and then really? I found something that I knew was misleading, possibly mm-hmm. actually a lie. Started investigating. Yeah, it's progressives. So even Snopes has to be taken with or filtered through the lens of the people who run it are, are liberal and progressive. So I will tweet out a link to it. But uh, I think what we've learned here is another thing. What is that? The two stories that I just shared. Mm-hmm. Diseases you get from cats mm-hmm. give you superpowers. Okay. Diseases you get from dogs. Don't. Nope. You become an amputee. No.
That's nope. I still hate cats and I still love dogs. I just know. How many superheroes or supervillains or anybody with superpowers in the comic world got their powers because of some something with a dog, a radioactive dog, bitten by a dog? How many? I don't know. But how many got them from a cat? Catwoman? Nope. <clears throat> Um, no. What are you talking? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Catwoman in DC. And then, she, oh, how did how did she get infected? A cat infected her. Yeah, that's part of the story. Yeah. And then over in the Marvel universe, um, there's several cats. What's I try to think of the one? Uh, I can't think of her name. There's a, by the way, there's another one in DC too. Uh, Cheetah. That's a villain. And then there's another. There's another cat one in D.C. that's a hero, you know part of the need? Justice League. They need Snake Man to bitten by, you know. Just just stop with the snakes there. The snakes Spider are evil. Man. You, snake Man. I think no. Cheetah is one, yes. Cheetah is one. Uh, Sabretooth, which is a bad guy. Uh, Felicia Hardy, which is... Although Sabretooth, that was a mutant thing. That, that wasn't was a or whatever. Thing, yeah. But there's another one in the Marvel Universe, too. Kitty from X-Men. That's just her name. She doesn't have to do with a cat. She yeah, she does. In. According to this, it has to do with cats. No, she's a mutant that has phasing power. She can walk through walls. But her real life name, her parents, well, her nickname is Kitty. And her, her, like your name is Christian. Your nickname is Chris. Yes. Her name is Catherine and her nickname is Kitty. The Shadow fact that cat. I know that is she was Shadow Cat, but she was also Sprite. It's okay. The fact that I know the history of this is bad. This Good is time to take amazing. a break. Amazing. What's that? That I knew all that, that? You knew all that, yes. I, it's really bad. This is awesome. My misspent youth. Had I been infected by cat poop <laughs> earlier, I wouldn't have been reading comic books. I would have been producing them and hustling and selling them down on the street. My mistake is that I got affected too late in life. Oh, black cat. Yes, the black cat. Thank yes. you. See, I knew. I don't know if hers has to do with being infected, though. She was a cat burglar. I think that's where she came from. Yes, she was a cat blogger, just like Catwoman was. But like hot, hot in the comics. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right it. now. Yeah. All right, quick break. Back in a moment with more. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I don't know if it'll give you superpowers or not. Okay, but it's probably going to be uh, good for your body and make you make you healthier. And that's Earth Water. Yes, yes. Well, your body needs those trace minerals to f- uh, perform at its peak level. Yes, and I actually need more money. And earth water can do that for me. You can do both, right? Earth water is yeah. awesome. Honestly, love the earth water. There's a novelty factor with the Fulham <laughs> yes. because it's it's so Black. dark. It's really cool there. I'm sure you can do it different applications for cooking. Maybe you can use it for parties if you want to do some fun stuff. But it's got those trace minerals. If you, If it's cold, it absolutely tastes just like water with nothing in it. Some people say when it's warmer, <clears throat> they can taste it's like a, maybe a little different or something. Mm-hmm. I don't notice it, notice it so much, but I do love it and it's healthy. And now by being an Earthwater affiliate, 
joining their affiliate program, you can make some cash. You can get a 40% weekly commission just for telling people about it. Now, we've told you the idea for a while and maybe understand similar models. And this is my concern that people will misunderstand, that they'll say, (coughs) oh, I used to sell this or I used to do that. This is different. Your responsibilities are different. With some of those other direct market models, you got to sign up for a class. You got to pay a fee up front to get the kit. And that's really their model is just to sell that crap to people that, mm-hmm. are, that are buying the kits or whatever. You got to deliver the stuff. You got to have parties. You got to do all this. None of that is true with Earthwater. You simply tell people however you want about the product. And as part of an inducement, you can even say, which is true, you get a discount by buying through me that you're not going to get elsewhere. Yep. <clears throat> Because if you just buy it outright, you're going to pay full price. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, you give them your unique ID so they get that discount buying through you, and you make a 40% weekly commission. That's it. You don't have to deliver it. It's all done through the company because they contracted with Amazon. It's all free handling and shipping. Done. Nothing to buy. No minimums. Just tell them. It's almost like one of those apps where by not changing your life, you make some extra cash. Yep. 40% weekly commission. Sign up today, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Heather's saying Black Panther, but Black Panther did not get bitten by anything. So, Are you sure? We know the movie, did he? Well, that's the movie version. We don't uh, know. I don't know what's the history of uh, Wakanda. And neither did Catwoman. She did not get bitten by a cat either. What's that? Catwoman did not get bitten by a cat. So, what happened? Uh, she was inspired by Batman, and she wanted to be just like Excuse him. Excuse me. When Michelle pass- Pfeiffer played the character, the, she fell to the ground, and the cat started chewing on her, remember? Uh, that's the movie. What about the comics? What do they say? That's where I went. Oh, fine. The comic, but at least the movie version. So in some so hold versions. On, no, 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 no. In some versions. So on this one, the movie plays the right picture. But on Black Panther, oh, we got to go to the comics. I'm writing for, for Chris Cuomo now. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin the Berg saying dog leg disease is worse than mad cow disease. Oh, so that's a, cow does not give you. But at least with mad cow, I've eaten some cow. True. You don't get it from cow lick. Yeah. You get it from eating it. from eating the cow. And at least I've eaten the cow. Yeah. Hey, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, some movies open in this weekend. We've mentioned yes. The Darkest Minds. Yes, The Darkest that Minds. That looks pretty good. Oh, I'm going to go see it. The Judy. Dinesh D'Souza Death of a Nation. Oh, the premiere was yesterday in L.A., New York. Awesome reviews already. Glenn said really good. Yeah. Um, of course, he's claimed some others are spectacular. But, no, but I this tend one to believe I believe. This one, this one I believe this is not it's the Dinesh. fiction. Right. It's Dinesh. Well, yes. exactly. It's the fiction stuff where you <laughs> kind of wonder about Glenn's yeah. choice. The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, I want to see that. That seemed interesting. It's a comedy. And then one that I see as a fail. I saw the trailer for Christopher Robin. Oh, that looks awesome. A live action Winnie the Pooh? Oh, come on. You, uh, you want that Winnie the Pooh. He looks awesome. I think it looks horrible. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. It's A.A. A. Milne's classic tale, Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. Updated for today's generation of Londoner. <laughs> where, with unchecked immigration, the Hundred Acre Wood isn't quite the same. Christopher Robin is introduced to some new friends who get him to change his name to Yosefus El Hussein. And all is good until he realizes his old friend Piglet is unclean and must be killed. Piglet. 
His friend Tigger. He er I double g er. Who always had a short fuse. He er I double g. Joins the martyrs and Pooh. What's a Pooh? The simple-minded bear. I've lost all of my friends. Runs off and gets killed in Syria. Pooh. Supporting Al Qaeda. Farewell, Christopher Robin. Leaving Eeyore all alone. If anyone wants to clap, now is the time to do it. In theaters this fall, Winnie the Martyr, rated double gur earth. Still look good to you, Chris? <laughs> actually, that version, I would not mind go see. You really thought the, it, yeah, the live no, action? Look- it looks awesome. Come on. See, this is why I hate watching movies with you. Why? Give him a chance. Give him a chance. It's Winnie the Pooh. I mean, it's not targeted at me, so that's fine. I'm just saying, from my perspective, it does not look good. It looks. I, I, what are you doing live action for? I know they're trying to make why money. Why not? But <clears throat> why not just do animated? It works better. Yeah, but everything can be animated. Why can't it? Because it's, it's you overplay that card. Go Some live, live action. action stuff lends itself to you know, or stories lend itself better to live action. That makes sense. But this one. Come on, man. That's not good. That's not good. Tigger looks awesome. I, I, I was picturing a Tigger in the live world, live action world, and that was not what I was picturing, but I like it. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, if I had... Uh, hmm. Yeah, Cubby's not... He doesn't do well at movies. Still? He's going to... Cubby, he's, he's God of his mind. He has that cat poop disease or say, something. Does he have the cat poop disease? He may, actually. He may. He's out of his gourd. He just he does whatever the hell he wants. I have no control. So he'll be four in September. He can watch a, a thirty. It's not even like he's hyper, like where you're like sit down during the movie or whatever. Yeah. He just does not care. He'll oh he'll watch him some Paw Patrol twenty four hours straight. I wonder where he got that. But from. beyond that, it's gone. It's he just can't watch the movie. So I'm I don't know. I don't even think I can take him to see it or whatever. So I'm probably not going to see it, but. I thought it seemed like a bit of a fail. Yeah. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. We'll get to uh, some of those coming up. Also got some other interesting stories to share. Yes, we've moved beyond the uh, things you get from dogs and cats. We'll, we'll move on. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wow. All right. So much going on today. So much crazy. And so much crazy around the office here as well. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, if you would, please tweet at the program. It is at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. I know there's a lot of people that want to comment because we've uh, covered a lot of stuff today. We're going to dive into some other things. I'm going to, in the next couple of weeks, try to look at some of the ballot initiatives that are going to be up this uh, midterm. Oh, for midterms. Yeah, you, you do that a lot. I do that a lot, and I'm fascinated by it. We, we focus on <clears throat> the wrong things quite often. Yes. We focus on the presidency. It's the big deal. 
right? Usually turnouts during uh, presidential elections are much higher than the rest of the year. Some of those uh, off elections, like the ones in the spring for like your town council or something, nobody turns out for those. So low. Those things are so important. Obviously, the president's important. Don't get me wrong. But we romanticize the presidency. And we understand that because there's some amazing characters who were president. The president is the the leader of our country. Yes. There's also a marketing figurehead aspect yes. to it, too. Not to take anything away from what they no. do or the Constitution, but we know they are our spokesperson on the world stage. There's, like I said, all the pomp and circumstance that gives America legitimacy. You know, one of the reasons <clears throat> that Washington, D.C. was set up the way it was. Okay. One of the reasons we put presidents on our money okay. and all of these things because we wanted a legitimacy on the world stage. Yes. We were dealing with countries who had been around for hundreds of years before America. Some of them thousands. You know, yeah. at least uh, empires went back thousands of years and evolved. And we're like, hey, what we're new. Us? We've been around 20 years. <laughs> One, we're us? like, 100 years. Woo! And they're like, we've been around 1,500. You know what I mean? So it... it it didn't give us legitimacy. Yeah. So um, the way DC's designed, uh, the buildings, uh, the presidents on money, all of these things are marketing as well. And the president has a certain marketing that uh, that we know. The yep. problem is it's been marketed to Americans now, and we pay attention to that. We pay attention to Congress and the Senate, and certainly they have a lot of power and responsible for a lot of things in our lives. But your local school board matters mm. so much, so much. And that because has... It's what your kids are talking. Yes, and it has a, a quicker impact in your life Think than about something it. about a president will sign but it's, today. But it's delayed. That's the problem. Yeah. President signs something into law today. Boom, it's law. Yes. It, that's the end of the story. Yeah. How did that person get to be president? And those people that passed the legislation, how did they get there? And how did the people who voted for those people get there? Because they grew up and became adults. Yep. They, Children of today are going to make those decisions on who to vote and what to vote for and what legislation to pass 30 years from now. Why do you think the Democrats are so focused on them today? Right. Those Parkland kids. Why do you think they went on tour and focused there it the is. entire summer on kids? So if you pay attention to your local school board and your school board responsible for who they hire as principal and superintendent and then teachers and you get and what is taught the curriculum and what books you use if you pick the right ones and get the right people what happens you're going to make better choices better decisions and those people are going to grow up to make politi- become politicians and vote for politicians and everything else that's going to be something solid yeah. so Pay attention to those local yeah. politics. Now, on when it comes to the um, the ballot initiatives, mm-hmm. those are things that you and I get to vote on. Things that are on the front line that the, doesn't have to go through Congress. The marijuana, all of those things first, in each state, and, um, and some of those things are they're so ballot initiatives are so wonderfully raw freedom and democracy. Because it's not the, okay, I need to get a congressman to propose a bill or a piece of legislation, or they do. And then they negotiate on Capitol Hill, and they add a bunch of pork to it, and they go back and forth, and then maybe it goes over the Senate. And they go back and forth, and they reconcile it, and then it goes into the president signs and the marketing, and all of that crap tied to it. You don't need that. We, the people, 
of this area, of this state, say, we want marijuana legalized in spite of what the federal government says. It's a power to the state's play, too. So it's so wonderfully raw when it comes to ballot initiatives. And ballot initiatives become a marketing tool and influence what even Congress does. Yeah. How many states? Uh, nine now recreational or decriminalized marijuana use. I think it's nine and counting. How did those come about? Because Congress decriminalized it? No, no. there's still federal law. It's still Schedule One drug. Yes. Higher than cocaine. Yes. Yet these states have put it on. It doesn't matter whether you like marijuana. It's not about that. It's one example of, of state power. What happens? Soon as one of them passes it, the others go, well, we can do that. It's a long, slow process, but when they do, it empowers them. It also works the other way. You get a state like California with smoking bans. What happens? Other states are empowered by it, and they start passing this stuff. But it still comes down to me and you, the citizens, with a vote for or against law. Not for or against a politician who's maybe going to pass that law with a bunch of pork and influence from K Street, right? <laughs> yeah. It's balanced. It's wonderful. And it has immediate effect. It goes into play. So I love the ballot initiatives. It's a, it's a bit of a barometer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's pronounced, pronounced thermometer. It's a bit of a... It's a Kramer. <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's a good it's scene. Pronounced bar- um, <laughs> it's a barometer. Yeah. Of what's going on, mm-hmm. what all's happening, and I'm going to put together a bunch of them, see what's good, you know, what people are really thinking, what what's happening on the on the stage it's, that's it, not getting as much. It's attention. really interesting. Texas has ten on the Republican side and then one on the Democratic side that is being pushed by one the, or the other yeah. that will be ballot yeah, initiatives. Be, yep. Do do you have a list of what they are? Uh, I do, but I don't have the titles. I just have the explanation. Yeah, give me the basic idea. Uh, Proposition 1 relates to the existing plank in the state of the 2016 election called by replacing the property tax system. Oh, so it's something to do with property tax, mm-hmm. right? Because the reason I thought I started thinking about this, yesterday we mentioned um, voter ID. Oh, yeah. And President Trump was pushing this. Mm-hmm. This is an important issue. It is so stupidly simple. How dare you fight against it? The stuff you're throwing out there about it'll disenfranchise, that's all crap. It's all marketing crap. Why would you not say something as important as a vote, as an election, that someone should not prove who they are? And both sides should agree on this. Oh, by the way, so voter ID, you don't want that because of, fine, find the workaround. Yeah. It was a, well, people, they can't afford it. Not everyone has one. Fine. Okay. Find the workaround. Don't just say we will allow or open it up or leave the possibility of somebody doing bad because, well, it may cause some other bad here. Let's do this. Find the workaround. Then offer free state IDs or whatever the hell it's going to be. Yeah. Don't just say no. And by the way, these same people that are claiming disenfranchisement, if you ask people to, it'll be essentially a poll tax or whatever. These are the same people who are now very concerned about Russian meddling, but they're not worried about people in America meddling, possibly Russians, possibly illegals. They're not worried about that. So they're out there preaching when it comes to President Trump. And Cambridge Analytica and the Steele dossier, golden showers and Russian meddling. How important our election process is. How it must be unfettered. We must have. But you're out there. No, we shouldn't have people present an ID. It's, it's inconsistent. So, yes, this matters. It's huge. 
Well, there are seven states that have ballot measures, seven dealing with ID requirements uh, this uh, this fall. So it says, should we have... They're all a little different. The, uh... So uh, they're voting-related initiatives. Some okay. of them have to do with okay. ID. Arkansas, one of the seven, has a voter ID question. Um, Florida has voting rights for people with uh, felony records. They want voting rights for those people? Okay. Right. Maine has uh, uh, an initiative that would maintain ranked choice voting. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know what ranked choice is. I don't know how that's set up. It must have to do with <coughs> how you are on the ballot. Oh, okay. okay. Um, they approved it in June, but it's actually going to go up for a full vote. Maryland has election day registration as a question. Can you okay. register that same day? What do you think of that? Well, <coughs> I would say yes. Okay. But that works particularly well if you have voter ID. Because oh, yeah. remember, yeah. registration was a process to prove, at least partially prove, that you were eligible to vote. On that so, area, yeah. Right. So you go, okay, I'm a citizen. I'm going to go down and register to vote. So on election day, a month from now, two months, six months, when I go down to vote, they will have me registered and I will have proven at least during the registration process some proof. I gave them, even though I don't think it's enough, um, a water bill mm-hmm. and I signed my name, whatever. Then when I go down to vote, they match up the name and whatever. I think that's a little loose, okay. but at least that was part of the process. There's something there. Right. So if you're saying no voter ID, but you want same day voting, those aren't really consistent. Mm. And by the way, some of the people that want same day voting are uh, Democrats. They really yes. push this stuff because they know younger people aren't as responsible to register to vote. And so as they, oh, it's election day, I didn't, oh, I didn't register. No, you can still go and vote today. They want that. So this is them trying to manipulate it. But you're saying no voter ID. Again, the registration system was at least yeah. partially to, to prove who you are. Yep. So I would say, <clears throat> yeah, offer same day. People have a right to vote. I don't necessarily want to make them, you know, uh, jump that hurdle of having to register a month ago. So same day voting. Yes. But make them present an ID or same day registration and same day voting. Yes. Present an ID. I don't like the idea of month long voting, early voting, all of this nonsense. I don't like early voting. No. You know why? Because that manipulates the system. Yes. And I don't know if it manipulates it in favor of Democrats or Republicans. I don't care. I'm tired of both of them trying to manipulate this. Let's be done with it. Here's the day you vote. Go down and vote. Present your ID. Register to vote the same day. Doc, what about people serving in the military? Obviously, they get an exception. Well, that's different. It's like the whole immigration and system like conversation. Those are two different things. Of course, we're going to make an exception for those people serving in the military. I don't like absentee ballots. Oh, no, me neither. Through the mail, any no. of that. That is just Mm-mm. that is just corruption. Yes. That's the Al Franken. No, no, he actually did win because we found 45,000 additional votes in the trunk of somebody's car. Really? Please. Really? There's no. There's nothing hinky, nothing shady there. Um. What about people traveling and they're out of the country on what? election day? Come back. If you really if you really think voting is that important, oh sweetheart, come back. 
I I kind of lean in that direction. Come and back. Here's the reason why. You know when said. You know when the voting days are. It's nothing secret. If you're out there, schedule the trip schedule around. Schedule trip around it. Or if you live overseas abroad, okay, July, uh, August second, I have to come back because I'm I'm in Tennessee. Right. I have to come back. Okay, I'll come back for that weekend and then go back where I live. That sounds like we're being difficult, insensitive. Okay. We're not being accommodating for people. Because, I mean, hey, I may have something to do you yeah. know, on that day or I'm out or something unexpected. I get that. But as soon as you open the door to exceptions, the floodgates open. Yep. Military is different. They are serving the country. Um, you know, you're, you're signed up. You're stationed for long periods of time. I think that's different. And I'm talking about military soldiers. Now, their spouses, sorry, sweetheart, you go back home and vote. Military, the one that is active duty. I would be willing to open up a polling place on base, mm. wherever you're serving. They have those. and Right, yeah. and say that. And even the spouses, you want to go in that scenario because you're stationed with them? I will give you that. Um, I don't like the absentee, voting no. by mail, any no. of that nonsense. It just seems silly to me. Really? You want to trust the people that can't get that box from one location to another location? Oh, you could trust the post office to Are get it through sure the mail, Doc right? Are you sure, And then the absentee. How about the, um, <laughs> the uh, absentee ballots that they're like, well, there's outstanding um, absentee of uh, 200. There's 200 outstanding, but the guy won by 500, so we don't even really have to worry about him so much. And this no. one's only... In, you still have to... It's, and it's different. It varies by area and state. Yeah. Just uniform the thing. You got a day to get on a vote. I would, would you be, would you expand it beyond a day? Would you be willing to do that? Like voting like today and tomorrow? Right. I would reluctantly go along. That's difficult though, because like. If we get rid of the other exceptions. Okay. Nobody else votes. Military, you get exception. Besides that, everybody, you go down, you vote, you're done. Do we make it a little easier so you get a couple of days to vote? Maybe the long weekend. Here it is. Polling officially opens up at 7 o'clock Saturday morning. Okay. It goes all day Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and culminates on what we now know as election day, that Tuesday. That Tuesday. And polls close at 5 o'clock, whatever. And there's no other rules. You have to, there's a registration deadline. That's it. I can go with that, but I don't know. Somehow, I feel like something shady is gonna happen. I would, I would, re- I would go along with that if we can get rid of all the other, you know, yeah. exemptions and the uh, ex- um, rules and you know. Is this all elections, or is it just the yeah, main I would election? Say, yeah, okay. yeah. You do that now. You get an advantage there because you could close polling on that Tuesday a little earlier now. Yeah, because come on, man, you have four days now. If you right. didn't vote by now. Yeah, Dude. two weekend days. Yeah. Yeah, all day Monday. Yeah. And all day Tuesday up until most polls close local seven. time, seven, seven thirty, yeah. some of them eight o'clock. Something and like if that. you're in line, you have you know, you can stay until you vote. Right. Then you could say, Hey, five. we're gonna close at five o'clock, five. six o'clock, whenever. Yeah. And the same rule still applies where if you're in line, you can still vote. That makes it a little easier to know in that yeah. evening, you know, if if that's important. Yeah. I would uh, I'd be okay with that, something like that. Um, let's see here. You have Montana uh, restrictions for those who can collect another's individual, another individual's ballot. So I guess that's bringing somebody else's ballot in. Um, I don't like the idea. When, when you talk about uh, go, making people go down to vote, mm-hmm. what if they're in a nursing home? Okay. Mm. We got to find a way to get the person down there. Yes. 
if you're so infirmed that you can't get down there, what do you do then? I have some questions about that because we've seen scenarios where... Yeah, coma. People are in comas and yet their ballot gets filled out. <laughs> well, I knew how Ma wanted to vote. Doesn't matter. No. Did Ma say this person or did you say this person? Unless, even if she files a form that says... Here's what I want, and it's notarized, and it's posted and printed in the newspaper. This is the vote I want. Unless we have a law that says she can do that, and that vote must go that way, sorry. Then it doesn't count. We've had stories that seem uh, to be pretty legit of hotel, not hotel, of um, nursing home workers going through and having people fill out the ballots the way they tell them to. And the people are, they're out of their minds. Yeah, they're old. They're senile. They're not whatever. And they're like... You want to vote for Hillary. That's right. right. She's going to, you like her. We've had them where they've lied to them, telling them one's a Democrat and one's a Republican, all kinds of stuff like this. And they collect them and turn them in. So if we're going to say you must come down to, to prevent some of this stuff, we still have to kind of have some sort of metric in place if you are so infirmed. Do you really want to make the person travel down there? Yeah. Eh. yeah. Maybe this. Okay. Maybe we'd have polling places in nursing homes. Okay. All polling places in nursing homes. It's going to smell funny, though. Yeah. That doesn't seem practical. <laughs> no. Nevada has an automatic voter registration question in place. You're automatically registered. I don't know what the auto, what triggers that, if it's voter, a motor voter or what. It could be the license. Could be the license. Yeah. Uh, motor voter. Here's my problem with that. That has been manipulated to uh, try to benefit the Democrats. Yes. I wouldn't like it if it was manipulated to try to benefit Republicans. Mm-hmm. I don't like it either way. Mm-mm. Because it's just trying to give them an, an advantage somehow. The problem with it is you're telling me you're so committed to voting that you want to register, but you won't take the steps necessary. Mm-hmm. You, you're just going to do it there or as automatic with your license. Okay, if you're that concerned, if you're that passionate about it, go and vote or register to vote. Yeah, simple. It seems like they're playing both sides. North Carolina has a voter ID then. Mm. Right now, there are many states that already have voter IDs where you have to present a photo ID. The problem, some of them, it says, okay, you must present a voter ID. And I think this is both Michigan. I know it's pretty sure it's Michigan and I think Ohio has something similar. Got to present a photo ID. If you don't have one, we'll still give you a ballot. Okay. You can just mail it in. Oh, no. It's provisional ballot. No. It's provisional. No. No, It's only going to count if we, if, you know, we get to the point where it's a close enough race. (laughs) What? It's provisional. No. I don't like that. So you can still vote without an ID. So what the hell's the point? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that at all. Let me all. get a quick break in back with more in a minute of the Morning Blaze. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to the Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. I got to be honest, I was a little um, surprised by this 3D printed gun reaction. I really didn't see this coming. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It got very little play in the media. Yeah. We mentioned it here. Glenn brought it up on the news and why it matters and also was shocked why it wasn't getting more play. I just thought it was interesting in the question of guns, but more about intellectual property and how our society is evolving with 3D printed stuff and technology. We mentioned the story and moved on. And it was a couple of weeks. Didn't get any play. All of a sudden, Democrats, liberals start melting down about this. This is a danger. This is a problem. That part shocked me because I knew it, it, it didn't matter. Number one, it took so long for them to get to, but shocked me because it doesn't matter. You can still make guns. You can still kill people all these ways. How is a, a 3D printed gun? But I had forgotten one piece. I'd forgotten something that we already learned and we okay. learned over and over again. What is the real reason these issues are coming up right now? Election. The election. Yeah. I relearn this almost daily. Over the next three months, uh, yeah, roughly a little over 90 days, over the next three months as we head down to the election, any story that you hear, any issue, primarily Democrat, but also Republican as well, any question about the president, what he's done wrong, what he's done right, Stop and say, is this like the, is this likely because of the election? Is this really, is this really an issue? Is it true? I ask all of those questions and then question, is it because of the election? How likely is this? And overwhelmingly you'll realize, yeah, that's what's going on. You'll see a story, somebody out there protesting something and you're like, what? What is it? How is this is an issue? Ginning people up. Trying to get them into the voting booths. That's all that's going on. This is ground zero for them. This is what's happening. Now more than ever, it's important for us to be vigilant. Because they are out there. The 3D printed gun issue came up. Why? Because of the election. And ultimately because they want to challenge us on guns. We've got to make sure we stand with companies like Patriot Mobile. Mm -hmm. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company in America. Find out more at PatriotMobile.com slash doc. They stand with the NRA, Gun Owners of America. If you you see the 3D printed stuff and you're frustrated, make sure you sign up for a Patriot Mobile account. You can save right now on select iPhones starting only $4 a month. At this great value, one size doesn't have to fit all. You can pick one that's right for you and your budget. They also have great deals on Android phones. And if you support the conservative causes that you believe in by switching to Patriot Mobile, you got great, fast, reliable network and unlimited talk and text programs starting at just $20 a month. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio. Hosted by a white guy. 
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> it's really good from Jack Hole Coyote. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, that one. I was just about to read that one. Hashtag what I learned today. Hold my parasite and watch this. <laughs> but you don't want to take the parasite out. Oh. You don't want to take the parasite Might be out. you ruining the joke there a little bit, yeah, but okay. You, you, no, you know, uh, there are a lot of people that have uh, noticed um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's crazy eyes. Yes. Lots of people. Not just us, but no. remember... We were the first to tell you the standard of how if somebody's off or if they're likely to shoot the place up or do wrong, it's the crazy eyes test. Yes, that's all You can tell cra- the eyes are the window to the crazy soul. And the soul. Yeah. Not just the crazy soul. Uh, Kool-Aid drinker tuning out water learned And what if you vote early, then die before election day? That is mm. true. Well, that would still be part of it. Yeah, if you vote early. That's right. A month out of early voting seems ridiculous. You died a month out. So hold on. If you die. But a couple of days out, that seems more count? palatable. No, it does. That's their, that's their point. Okay. <clears throat> should it count? I feel like it should count. Well, if you voted legally, it will count. So okay. if election day or if early voting is um, a month early. Okay. Then, and you say, I'm going to cast my vote. <gasps> I'm dead. That was a month before the election. Doesn't that seem too early? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, because then you go, why doesn't early voting start a year? True. The, okay. And, and this is the whole slippery slope thing. Yeah. As true. soon as you open it up, and we reluctantly gave you a couple of days, you yeah. could instantly then say to us, all right, Doc, you're giving people Saturday through Tuesday. Why not Friday through? And, yeah. you, and I'd go, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what about the, let's give them a full week. Yeah. That way you're Okay. So the Tuesday, Tuesday, great. Give them the previous Monday too, and that weekend, because it's the weekend you got. And what about afterward? You see what I'm saying? You just keep doing it. How about a month? That one month, that's reasonable. Mm. You know, that's a month in the fall. It's cold. cold. Maybe let's just start it at at 4th of July. (laughs) I mean, you can always just keep making these exceptions. Uh, So that's what I I find frustrating. Uh, Jocko Mark saying, don't forget today's primary day in Tennessee. Remind everyone in the six stickers of Tennessee to get out and vote for our buddy Laverne. And uh, I'm glad you read that because we have our buddy Laverne on the phone right now. You turn Laverne. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing real well. Uh, Laverne, uh, of course, used to work with us here. I know Laverne. Some of the candidates we have had on the air, we don't know, and we could tell you a little bit about him. We interview him. Uh, Laverne, we know, so I can at least vouch for her as a person, as a human being, as somebody who struggles every day to do the right thing and somebody who shares our values. So I do know that. Thank now, you. you might be a, a horrible legislator, but at this point, I can at least vouch for <laughs> your character and you having the right oh, ideas. Dude. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm doing great. And I promise you, I will not let y'all down if we get this. Because I mean, this is, I tell you, this is going to be a big old God thing because we are you know, we've, we've been fighting up against two big old millionaires, and uh, I think we're doing pretty good. I ran into two women yesterday, both that had voted for me, and, uh, you know, the U-Turn Laverne nickname is helping us, you know, so it's just it's just going to be hard to tell. I'm either going to get completely clobbered or I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, feast or famine, right? <laughs> 
Pretty much, I think. I think I'll win it or I'll absolutely get annihilated, you know, because, I mean, there's just no way to gauge it. There's no way to gauge it because they've, they've not done any external polls on this election. We've had a few that have come out from the candidates, that the, the big money candidates. And, of course, those are always slanted in their direction. But the last one we heard about, it was like 56 undecided, 56% undecided still. So, and they've been, and the two big, the two big money guys have been chewing on each other. And so people are kind of disgusted by that. And so, <laughs> You know what I mean? So everybody's, you know, because they kind of discounted everybody except themselves. And, you know, if you didn't have a certain dollar figure, then you just got ignored, you know. And so, uh, I mean, it could be any Who knows? Who knows? We're working our tails off. And, uh, you know, I, I think we got a good shot at it. And we'll just see what God does with this. You know, it's funny. Leave too, it all at the altar. Laverne called me uh, months and months ago and goes, Doc, I... Uh, <laughs> I think I'm being told to run and I don't think this is this, you know, there's so much bad and difficulty that comes with this, but if God's calling me, I'm going to go do this. And she prayed on it and decided this is what, um, what she was supposed to do. But I would also caution everybody too. And I tell everybody this, and this is not a managing expectations things by any mean. It's if you run for office, if you believe you're called to do something, let's use running for office as an example, and you don't win, that doesn't mean you didn't win just means you didn't win the election you don't know why you were called to do this you know it's not just i i was called to do it and see i was right because i won it could be something that you were meant to do for you laverne it could be something you were meant to do uh for somebody else it could be because you were meant to serve whatever it is we we only um gauge success or whether you were truly being called if you win and that's not the case we go and we do because we're called or we're supposed to do and let the chips fall where they may let god sort it out from there you know, I think I've had so many of my friends, they've been so concerned that I'm going to be so devastated if I don't win. It's like, of course I want to do this. I know I'm the best person for this, but I have no idea how this is going to fall. And I, I am 100% okay with whatever God decides to do with this. I mean, I want to do this, and I want to do this badly, but I am completely prepared that this just may not be the time. Because I know I'm up against some huge odds. I went up to, I, we, we've been putting out signs literally for the last 24 hours. And we slept about four hours in between because this district is 19 counties. And we had the idea we were going to try to visit every poll. There was no way. We finally had to turn around and come back. And we're just trying to hit all the little, you know, polling areas in our area now with the signs that we have left. And so, you know, I walked into a McDonald's this morning and there was a bunch of gentlemen sitting there. And I went and talked to them. And they'd all early voted. None of them had voted for me. But then yesterday I ran into two women right one right after the other that had voted for me. So it's like you just, there's no way to gauge it. There's, I, I hear enough from people that I'm getting votes that I think I, I very, very well may be a surprise for them. But then again, like I said, I just, I, I will be glad when today is done, though. I think, <laughs> I oh, I'll bet. Out. Yeah, it's, it's tedious <laughs> as you do this. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think uh, something spectacular is going to come from this. Either you're going to be that dark horse candidate that gets elected or something else spectacular. There is, there's something tied to this. I've always known that. Laverne, how could people find out more about you? They can go to U-TurnForCongress.com, U-TurnForCongress.com. You can find me on Facebook, Laverne, U-Turn Laverne Vivio for Congress, and go and like everything, share everything. And uh, just, you know, if you're, if you're in the 6th District, and that's 19 counties, if you're in the 6th District, go out and vote, please, for Laverne, U-Turn Laverne Vivio, because i got to tell you, we just might pull off this win, and if we do, 
it will make news because oh, be I've, I've raised and spent twenty seven thousand, and do you figure uh, the top one is well over two million? Oh my gosh! Uh, named, oh my gosh! Yeah, he's he is literally trying to buy the state. He's not a terrible guy. I mean, he's a guy. He's a nice guy. But I mean, this is this is I, I truly maybe this is to get me fired up to help get fi- campaign finance reform, real campaign finance reform, yeah. because it's we don't have it. And my son mentioned, he says, why is it that there's limits that I can give another candidate, but I can give myself an unlimited amount? There's one of, that that's one of the problems. Only, yeah, only the big money people can really mount a campaign. If it weren't for the fact that I do have name recognition, I would have not tried this. I wouldn't have tried it because there's no way I could have competed with the money that was in this thing. You know, it wasn't that so long we, ago you know, that $2 million was a uh, sizable amount for a Senate run. And now yeah. that's become the norm for a, uh, a, a, a run for Congress, for the House of Representatives. Oh, so, yeah. And the money that's been spent on the governor's race here in Tennessee, unreal. We have three millionaires running for it. Wow. And they're just, I mean, I'm serious. It's crazy, the money that's been spent. It is absolutely insane. And like I said, I, you know, I have mixed emotions about campaign finance reform, but when a normal person cannot mount a legitimate campaign because they cannot compete with the millionaires of the world because of campaign finance reform. You know, it almost limits the people from being able to really raise money to compete with these guys, but millionaires can compete. You know, so it's really, it's, it's having been a candidate, maybe that's, that, maybe that's the, the vision on the other side of that. And if I come out of this as the representative from this, maybe I can really have a voice for that. It's U-turnforcongress.com. Uh, U-turn you know. U-turnforcongress.com, and uh, hopefully good things happen for you today, Laverne, all right? Oh, I, I will text you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, All right, Robert. brother. Talk to you later. God okay, bless, bye-bye. Man. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. U-turnforcongress.com. If, um, and obviously this is the primary, uh, if wh- whoever wins this primary in her district yeah. will likely be win the, the, nom- uh, win the general. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. The district is, is heavily red. Um, it would be <clears throat> very difficult for a Democrat to pull it off in that district. It's not going to happen. Uh, Laverne, who knows? Uh, I've seen very odd things happen. The Dave Bratt thing, I did not expect him to win, and that was out of nowhere. I've seen others that I thought, although unlikely, would have a real good shot at it. You know, the dark horse that ended up winning. So you never know. But I'm glad she uh, did what she thought she was called to do or what she's called to do. So that's a good thing. It, it takes a lot. Do you realize what you're putting out there when you do that? You're committing to six months or more of election. To do it right you're committing to probably a couple of years starting off slow and then you build the year out and you're on the road, you know, just constantly. If you're doing it right, you're on the road, you're meeting with people. Imagine a year out mm-hmm. and you're meeting with the local rotary club and you're talking to eight people at a breakfast, standing up in front of them, mm-hmm. speechifying. There, there's, there's not a lot in the tank. There's not a lot of energy in the tank to speak to these people. You know what I mean? You're, you're like, I'm, I'm, sta- I'm standing in front of you eight people in the you know, wing of a restaurant here. And it's a year out before the election. It's hard to get them excited. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't care. No. It's hard enough to care normally or to get through all the politics. And then so you do that and, you're, and you got to raise the money. Raising the money is a huge part of it. It's not you just saying, hey, I want your vote a year from now or a month from now. You're saying, hey, can you give me money so I can campaign? And millions of dollars, 
please, I don't have 27,000 to run. I don't have 2,700 to run. <sighs> I don't have 27 to run. I'm not going to run if I have that much money. <clears throat> Even if I'm being called for it. You're not going to run at that no, point? No. You got $2 million you could waste on an election? I may just I, may just go to the beach. Yes. I'll waste it somewhere else. So imagine though you're constantly asking people for money like that. Okay. That, that would be so difficult yeah. to do. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'd like you to spend a little money today on RidUZone. <laughs> it's difficult to ask you, except I know it's really good for you. This is something that's going to be awesome for you if you're trying to lose weight and if you're trying to get in shape. If you are trying to eat healthy, let's mm-hmm. say you're not really overweight. Mm-hmm. It's just 5, 10, 15 pounds you got to lose. Yeah, like me. Like some people need to lose 5, 10, 15 yeah, pounds. Yeah, like me. You're a couple times over though, 5 or 15 pounds. Okay, fatty. I'm just saying. Let's I mean, move on. Realistically, it's a little bit more than that. Okay, 20 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Doc. Let's say you only need 5, 10, 15 pounds, but you're trying to get healthy. You're okay. trying to eat healthier. Okay, yes. Eating healthier, again, is like going on a serious diet because you're changing all these things you're, you're eating. You're used to eating these things that you crave and whatever. You want to get over those cravings? Even if you only have a couple of pounds to lose, Riduzone. As you're trying to change your lifestyle, Riduzone is going to be there to help you. Yeah. It makes you feel full so you don't have those crazy cravings. Yep. And it boosts your metabolism. Yep. Gives you more energy. It's going to burn more calories. It's going to work for you. Riduzone at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U zone. R-I-D-U riduzone.com. Try it today. If you order it, it comes in in a couple days, week, whatever. You'll be on your way to losing within a week or so. A month down the road, you'll be down 5, 10, 15 pounds. A couple months. Imagine if you have a lot to lose. First of the year. You start Mm. now. You could be at your ideal weight. Yeah. Imagine what that's like. So cool. And it is it's one of those things we talked about before, losing or gaining weight's delayed. Once you start suing it, though, you start getting energized about this. Yep. A month, couple months to, down the road and you start losing, you are going to be thrilled. Imagine how good that's going to feel. Riduzone.com. Uh, Donna tweeted uh, twi- <laughs> out what I learned today. Printed guns being an issue makes me want to patent slash copyright my DNA. Uh, oh, because they're going to they're gonna clone her? <laughs> All right. Do you want the first run, Donna model? Oh, the second. You want the second second run. Second's the upgrade. <laughs> TJ Topping saying. Second, the second run, she's not as snarky. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Topping saying, Chris must be done with wedding planning. The interviews recently have lost their theme. Give me that again. If one. Uh, Chris must be done wedding planning. Right. The interviews recently have lost their oh, theme. Oh, because we haven't had as many wedding interviews. I've had zero wedding interviews. There's been no interviews about weddings. Let's go to Dave. Sorry for the uh, delay in getting <laughs> to your phone call, Dave. 888-900-3399. How are you, Dave? I'm great, Doc. 3399. And uh, ooh there, Chris. Hey. So uh, my big thing that I've uh, been thinking about is we have all these guys who are wanting to let illegals vote. Okay, that's fine for your local election if you want to ruin that. But these federal elections, there's you know constitutional laws about that. So would that not just nullify nullify like the Senate race, a House of Rep, or uh, even a presidential run for that particular district? Um, yeah, I I just I don't even think that they should be allowed to vote locally. I mean, I don't, well, 
you know, locally you can make up your own mind about how stupid you want to be. <laughs> that, is, um, that is true. But, you know, federally, you know, there's, come on, there's all kinds of electioneering laws. There, there's all kinds of things. So, hey, you know, uh, I, what but, I'd love to see is, yeah, is the Justice Department file a lawsuit against one of these guys the day after an election. Uh, your votes don't count. Sorry. And you know I am very much about uh, power to lo- the local communities oh, yeah. and then state and whatever because you, that's where you live. You're you're most affected by that stuff on a daily basis. One of the reasons, though, I think that this does reach the level of federal law that you should not be allowed to vote in if you're illegal or not a citizen, even if you're a legal resident, in a local election is because those local elections, Dave, still end up indirectly influencing what happens on the national level. So you say, okay, uh, you live in Arkansas? Yeah, I live in Rogers right next to uh, where you oh, yeah. um, no, call home. So, right, so we're in northwest Arkansas. And let's say we say in Rogers and Bentonville, whatever, we do not want local uh, or illegals or non-citizens to vote. But over in Little Rock or the other side of the state, a local community there says we are going to allow them to vote. And you go, okay, great. What you do over in that armpit of the state that's good for you good to go the problem is that ends up affecting state level politics and also federal because those local little leaders end up funneling money to people and making decisions and speechify and then go into influencing all of those things that are directly starts just scaling up all the way to the federal level well i and i totally agree i totally uh, with you but i'm like the local guys are not going to file lawsuits that is true. Not in San Francisco, and not unless we get you know uh, somebody to do it, and, and I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, uh, we, some of that. What we'd have to do is we would have to challenge a local community that what they're doing affects um, us and shouldn't be allowed to do it. So either somebody in that community files, "Hey, you're letting non-citizens vote," and here's how it negatively impacts me, and here's how it is and should be a violation of the law. And then somebody outside should be able to, the community would have to do that as well. But hey, Dave, thanks so much for calling, brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, before I go, I'm going to tell you about uh, Minostalgia Wild Rice. Waiting mm. for you at blazewildrice.com. I love Minostalgia. They've been around for just shy of 30 years, producing first that wild rice from the Northwoods of Minnesota. Awesome. It's uber healthy for you, and it's delicious. It's got trace minerals. It's almost a complete protein by itself. It's gluten-free, and it's delicious. They start started with that and they slowly started adding other products that you can try other edible memories from the Northwoods of Minnesota but one of the things I like best beyond it tasting good all of their stuff tasting good is that they avoid preservatives in the stuff yeah that stuff that you don't need in food this is real food this is healthy stuff even if it's something like okay maybe you shouldn't have as much sugar in your diet the syrup or whatever at least you know it's natural stuff it's not a bunch of chemicals attached to it when you read the labels you understand it's rice it's jelly it's a a fruit it's apple it's salt it's sugar it's these things that you understand what they are and you can decide for yourself what you want to consume try all of their products try the sampler packs you will be able to determine which you like best which ones aren't for you it's try one zero try 10 is the promo code when you go to blazewildrice.com and you'll get 10 percent off it's try 10 at blazewildrice.com this is the morning blaze with doc thompson the Blaze Radio Network.
Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning plays. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned the Paradise Parasite Cafe opens this fall in a town near you. That's what I'm talking about. We learned Chris Cuomo can prove that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone with information he got from the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> we learned that Piglet is unclean and Tigger has a short fuse. What? We learned that cats are better than dogs. Okay, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. what, no. what? No. We absolutely learned that. We have no scientific proof. Yes, at we all. did. We <laughs> no. we absolutely have scientific proof. That's no, what we, we do don't. have. Stop it. We learned that it is better to be around cat poop than to be licked by a dog. Think about that. If that doesn't make a cat better than a dog, I don't know what does. Just being around cat poop is better than being licked by a dog. Whatever. Come on, Chris. Come no, on. I'm not giving you you that should one. have been a cat handler in this service. <laughs> cat handler. You should have been a Pussycat Handler. No, That's I'm what good. you should have. I'm good. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Leave it to Doc Thompson to start a cat poop business. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. And Chris Cromwell has hired a new writer for his brand new show, uh, Alex Jones. Who would have thunk it? Nicely done, Who Chris. Nicely done. Kirk Jones, Spin of the Dials, Radio Style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned today that cat poop is now the new superfood. <laughs> oh, wow. Nicely done. Nice. Nicely done. What, if nice. anything, did the listeners learn today? Dum Dum saying, aren't cats pretty much just parasites on their own? Actually, I think dogs are more parasitic. No. Yes? <laughs> because parasites live off of a host. Cats are like, listen, I don't even want to be here. I can take care of myself. Dogs are the one that's like, feed me, take me out, walk me. TJ Toppin saying, we need a cat poop expert. Cow, we need you. <laughs> that's right. Lori D. Okay, I will say the effing dog was a parasite. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Lori D. Learning, uh, how much does it cost to have Dr. Thompson rub your cats all over you? 20, 20 bucks, seven. same as downtown. See, I couldn't read that one. I think it's going to be a little higher. Uh, I, I think it's going to be... Uh, uh, Stinky Whiskey saying, nope, cannot read that one. <laughs> Martin, what are you doing? <laughs> There's a big one right there. Look at that. Well, I'll read this one. Stephen English saying, Doc, having Chris Cruz co-host is as risky as it is. Does, it, does not a risk taker make? Oh, that's right. I think that proves it, the fact that you exist yeah. here. Uh, the T42 saying, me, why is Doc licking that cat? Chris, he's starting a small business. <laughs> hey, I didn't get to the new, I didn't get to those new numbers on procrastination, and that is not my fault today. That is absolutely, it's Mordecai's today. Is it? Yes, it absolutely well, is. But, I'll, but you know what? I'll do them tomorrow in spite of Mordecai. Yes. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, Friday, leftovers and Ooh. a lot of more stuff. Oh, and a, and a lot of more stuff. Good. What does Glenn have coming up on his uh, broadcast? Well, he has no guests, so enjoy him for the next three hours. Ooh, Glenn Beck Unleashed, yep. alone. What is Glenn wearing today? A cinquete. I don't know what that is, but okay. Remember the Morning Blazes today at Chris Cruz Production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. I thought that's what he was having for lunch. <laughs> the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.